Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. <clears throat> Big Mama, your arm! Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just expect that. <laughs> I was not expecting that. The one I was expecting was when uh what's it lem and the other brother-in-law are talking and they're like if you ain't got a job you always just a try to and they, <laughs> where what platform i must ask what platform did you guys watch this on i i did hulu i okay. didn't want to support bezos oh i did right, watch it on amazon prime. <laughs> okay okay no, no 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 i did too i watched on amazon prime did you watch it with subtitles mariah no. I did. I we did. watched it with the subtitles. I literally just finished it. Every nigga was a hard ER in the subtitles. <laughs> it was so jarring. See, see on who every nigga screaming. was an A. It was I an said, A. Jeffrey, I would like to have a word. Because I, it was so jarring. Lazy eye. It literally said, like, if you black man don't have a job, you're just a trifling nigger. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and where's the lie? Get a job, nigga. <laughs> every end where every single he was trying was like, listen i think this is a very jarred. good discussion about you're right. the prison you're industrial right. you're, you're absolutely right it is and we'll get into it yeah um, i just like that conversation <laughs> so much because they were talking about what we called him and i'm like it's not wrong though but in this situation he's kind of innocent he is kind of innocent but yeah we'll, 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 we don't, we don't want to jump we don't want to get ahead of ourselves we'll hi everybody hello it's been so long but welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? We took a little bit of a break, you know? Had to recharge. Camille had a birthday. A year older, a year hotter. Oh, I'm muted. Let me... Every every day she gets hotter and hotter, I swear. Every day, every day Camille gets hotter, and we're all lucky to be witness to it. Literally, though. Thank you. Yes. So a lot of what, what, what guys, what has been going on? Like, I know we like text every day, but we haven't recorded in so long. <laughs> what is up? What are you into? What are you watching right now? I'm desperate to know. I want to know from Camille because she's probably watching a bunch of shit that I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have been very, very busy lately. And so when I, by the time I'm like ready to sit down and watch, my brain can, of course, only handle the two of them, the two moms. It's so bad. I was, oh, off, yeah. I was <laughs> off for a second. Like, I was doing great. And then I had a friend who was like, how do you watch Teen Mom 2? So then I recently started that journey. And we've got Janelle. Mm. Teen Mom 2, yep, that is a journey. And, oh, my gosh. Mm. So it's it's way more heartbreaking than OG. I absolutely love it. Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't know. You know what, actually? The new iCarly? What? Is I've it heard it's very is good. It I've it's heard it's very good. good. Like wow. it's, it's occupying the space that I would like if we were bored and wanted to like watch something fun where we would turn on like New Girl or something. It's like very funny. It's very quick. 
I love all the updates. I'm I've been really enjoying enjoying this. Wow, movie. I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. My it's sister's also been watching folks. it. I love it. It's for it grown is it's for grown folks. folks. It absolutely for is grown for grown folks. folks. Okay, it's for grown folks. And I, I and everybody came back except Sam, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know but her what? reasonings for not coming back are very right, valid. Right, yeah, it's fine. And honestly, it's fine. Lacey Mosley is so we've been new, but Lacey Mosley is so good on this show. Yeah, Absolutely. okay, yeah, okay. Great. That's good. Yes, what about, what about you, Lyndon? What's up? I I have been keeping up with the new Marvel series, Loki. Um, so far, so good. It's been a lot of very good-looking shots of Tom Hiddleston, but not in the male gay sort of way. Like, he's fully clothed in all of them. But in the most recent episode, he's, like, kneeling before a character. And it blew up on TikTok of people being like, I know I shouldn't have been sexually aroused from him just kneeling on the ground in front of this woman. But I am sexually aroused from him just kneeling Niggas on the ground. Niggas is horny. Niggas yeah. is horny these days. Horny. Like. <laughs> I've also been re-watching Ned's Declassified because my little sister has been re-watching it. And that show holds the fuck up. Do y'all remember that wow, show? Wow, I do yeah. remember it. That's very, like, very much. Clever. It's yeah. just so brilliant because each character has their own little bit. Every yeah. single character does. And, like, all of the sound effects that they use, the jokes that they use, like, are still okay today. Like, they are very, very good at, like, handling a yes. lot of shit that they apparently, the guy that played Ned went on live or something and said that they pitched to Nickelodeon to do a revamp of it, of them, like, in college or out of college, like, just trying to survive stuff, like, taxes and shit like that. But Nickelodeon turned it down because it was, like, too adult for their audience. But Mm. I'm hoping that because of the iCarly reboot, that Nickelodeon might be able to come back. Was it? That was, like, on Paramount Plus. Well, Paramount Plus is... Well, yeah, it's on Paramount Plus, but they have Nickelodeon as one of their... You can watch all the old Nickelodeon shows on Paramount Plus. Exactly. Okay. So that's what yeah. we've been doing is we've been watching that's a classified on that. And then yeah. I'm about to start living single as well as a new gay book called what? Oh my gosh. Oh, this, this is exciting. That's exciting. You're gonna excited. start living single. What a uh-huh. journey you're about to go I on. I just feel like it's gonna I'm be, very excited. I just, you're for just this gonna journey. love it so much. Like people love it, but I like, mean I so much. Lyndon is gonna love it so yeah. much. Ex- especially Maxine, Maxine Shaw, Shaw attorney yes. at law. When Lyndon meets Maxine Bitch. Shaw, she's gonna, life, life will change. Maxine yeah. Shaw, attorney at law, bitch, okay? Oh, I Don't get it twisted. It. That's the I thing, mean, I've been waiting for a time where I just have a lot of time to dedicate yeah. to a show, and recently I did that, but with, um, what was it, Broad City, so now right, I'm almost done my second Broad rewatch City. of that. Yeah, wow. but I'm looking at my week over the next couple days, and I'm like, I guess the bitch is about to start reading, watch, and living single. Do you hear Yes. And then the, the book I'm about to start reading is called like Red, White, and Royal Blue. It like became I've really heard famous about on this. TikTok. I've heard about this. My friend this. has read it three times and he bawls his eyes out every single time. He gave it to me for my birthday last September and I still have yet to start reading it. I'm so bad at, oh my God, I'm so bad at this stuff. Anything you give me, give me a year to actually start it. Right, right, <laughs> right. I never expect you to text me back in like an hour. <laughs> I'll get a text back from you in like three days. In like three days. Yeah, there's a queue. There's a queue. (laughs) And you know what? It's okay. It's okay because I appreciate even being in the queue. Listen, Um, I'm really trying. I'm trying to be better at texting back within the hour. It's just really hard, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, you're being a mother and all. (laughs) (laughs) What have I been watching? Oh, so I did watch. The Mary J. Blige documentary on Amazon Prime. Oh, how was it? Yes, how was it? 
Um, so here's the thing. Here's what I feel about it because I'm. I will say, bawled my eyes out. Completely was sobbing right along with her. The stories were just like it was. It was. It was very beautiful. Would I have done it differently? Yes. I do think it's giving, like, she's saying a lot without saying really anything at all. Like, she's not going into a lot of specifics because it's very specifically about her album, her second album, My Life, which if you ask me, just, like, it's up there as far as, like, I think Mary albums goes. It, I would say it's my favorite. It has, like, I mean, front to back hits but she talked about how dark of a place she was in in her life when she was making this album and it was because of this tumultuous relationship that she was going through with Casey Haley of Jodeci who actually makes a cameo in this film I sure do in the made up up milestone band yes oh my god yes they were in the band Casey and Jojo even before I remember divorced and she had to pay a shit ton of money to for spousal support no, that is Ken do. Mm, and I feel like yeah. that's what the people are missing. They want to know. Yeah. They want to know. There was none of that because it was just about my life. So right. I think it's giving both everything, but also not giving a ton. So I definitely think it's something that's worth a watch because it was just so beautiful to see her just be so open in a way, but, but also like keeping everyone at a distance, which she has every right to do. You know, she doesn't have to share. Andre Harrell has some, 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 uh, confessionals so i'm they obviously had to have done it before he died they probably have been working on this for years um but it was really beautiful to see him in there talking about her talent and talking about what it was like to have discovered her and what uptown was like misa hilton's in it um and looking stunning as like i mean she's always looking stunning but looking stunning talking about mary's style of course diddy's in it duh he produced that album so unfortunately but <laughs> but it's all I good mean, thing wait, not Jackie to go thompson off. is in it not to go off on a tangent but have, did you guys see that tweet that was like i guess diddy tweeted at lil nas x like a supportive tweet or something and they were like oh i didn't I did know he that. was so supportive of the lgbt community and someone replied and said <laughs> girl he's a member <laughs> Remember, you said you, you said it was your mom who's who that's, that's how I was raised. For the proof that that's how I was raised, I sent it to my sister, and Shelby replied and said, "I really hope he comes out like in his lifetime, so that he can really be free." Like we, I was I was raised knowing nothing different. Then Diddy is just gay. Everybody in Camille's um, household, Diddy is gay. If you look at just some Allegedly. of the most prominent rappers out there. As a gay, I'm like, mm, oh for sure. sure. Oh like, for I understand sure. Ass and titties are a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Ass and titties are a beautiful thing. But when all you're talking about is essentially like dominating ass and titties, I'm like, who are you really having sex with? Who and for mm. who? If you're only having sex to impress your homeboys, mm. you probably like your homeboys. Why are so yeah. many straight men obsessed cool. with anal? Um, I couldn't tell you because <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. But <laughs> but more power to those who do, you know? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Listen, I'm not dogging that. I'm just curious. Right. 
Right. I'm curious. But um, but yeah, so I've been watching I watched I like that. It. I, I I definitely recommend watching it, but I would say just like pad your expectations of how much is going to be revealed because it's not as juicy as say Tina was. Yeah, and also too with Uh like her divorce with the money and stuff, depending on how it went down, she might not be able to talk about it publicly. That's that could also still very well be a possibility of like why we only got for that album specifically. Well, because she, well, she talked about how this album was a very, it was a turning point in her life, and it was very, it's always been, like, one of the most special, like, albums that she's ever made, so I completely understand her doing it for this album, because this is, like, what, it's been, like, what, 30, 30 years now? Wow. Or some, something along those lines, like, it's, it's, it's one of those big anniversaries of it, and so I get it, um, it's fuck Casey Haley, um, oh, over wow. here now. <laughs> Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I mean, if I see him in the street, it, <laughs> like I, I they played Girl, this one. <laughs> if we see Casey Haley on the street, it's thigh high boots. Okay, down his and motherfucking we, and we, throat, and we stop at dawn. Okay, we marry. Stop. Him okay, all bitch. Over this nigga at dawn. Him and his brother, everybody, Casey and JoJo. Max, they all um, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. How dare you? You know what it was? It was The Voice. I think that was it. I think it was The Voice that, that just got everybody. Because that nigga is ugly, okay? And he was ugly even in the 90s. But, yeah. um... <laughs> Again, raised that way. That's the, that was the discourse in my home. Them ugly ass niggas can sing. I said, oh. I mean, but it's the truth, though. They can't sing now. Uh, wait, I don't know why it's like I have something to say. Did you guys see the tweet that was like, I can't believe we all went through a phase where we had a big crush on DJ Khaled and somebody replied, who? who's we? Who? Who? Yeah, you heard me? No. No, not that. No, baby. You'll never, can't say me, I did. you'll never catch me crushing on anyone who doesn't eat pussy. That sounds absurd. Uh, not okay, ever, but you not know, never in life. Okay, not, not this once. might this might make me mute myself, depending on how y'all respond to this phrase. Oh, Lord. But <laughs> it's not around DJ Khaled. Don't worry. Okay. But the okay. one person recently that I've been looking at, like, hmm, maybe. Oh, no. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Excuse me, Pitbull? He's got a charm. He's got a charm. He seems like a nice man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Camille. Thank you, I'm Camille. Not, you know, I'm not. Like, I keep seeing, like, TikToks of him. I keep seeing TikToks of him and people, like, kind of making a joke of it. Like, it's Mr. Worldwide. But, like, I've been seeing interviews and I'm like, he okay, is but a I have positive presence. I will say that. I have something to admit since yes. we're since we're discussing <laughs> each other. Kentucky. Have you ever heard that song, What's Poppin'? 
Brandon, no, we just hopped in. That's him? That's him. That's the white man. I literally and, just typed know, in his name, and immediately it's just all headlines. Twitter reacts to Jock Harlow seemingly yes. shooting his shot at Sweeney. And baby, I'll like, say it had me a little hot. It had me a little I hot now. I, I mean, he's 6'3". Oh, he's yeah, right. He's 23. He's 23. I did not know about the height thing, so that has not helped. Me and him are like six months apart. He is funny. Drewski is hilarious. Drewski's hilarious. Drewski is funnier than Kevin Hart. I saw I somebody just, tweet you that took the other the day. the words out of my mouth. Um, because Kevin Hart has been, he's been saying a lot of shit. Y'all, so much has happened since the last time we recorded. Yes, we talked about gonna... Kevin Hart on Into It. Y'all go over and listen to Into oh, yes, It with Vivian yes. Sal. We did talk about Kevin Hart over there. Yes, Kevin Hart is getting on the internet saying, haha, you're not a millionaire. Okay, but you're not funny. So, or you could just say, <laughs> okay, stop cheating on your wife. That's, that too. That too. Like, that's like, okay, who respect women. Um, try that. I can't do. I can't do anything about it, nigga. You just you're not funny, and I'm sorry. But anyway, um, but what else have I been watching? I'm deep, deep, deep in a rewatch of Dawson's Creek. I know. <laughs> I know but, you are. Yep. But it is. Listen, we um, all need our white on white crime show. Exactly. I know me and Mariah used to watch Vanderpump Rules. I'm still. I know I need to stop watching it, but I have been watching The Bachelorette because again, white on white crime. <laughs> Oh. Vanderpump Rules is peak white on white crime. I it also is, have except just, they're all racist. <laughs> racist, yes. But I just started watching Real Housewives of New York, and when I tell Ooh, you, yes, these whip, I think legitimately for the first time that something is not right up there with these oh, women. Delusion. No, absolutely not. I, I, I don't know if it's even just delusion. Like it I is. think Kelly, she might need to see a doctor. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly might need to see a a professional right. doctor. Wife I'm of, worried about wife her. Wife of um, ANTM regular Gilles Ben Simone. Mm. You know when a, America's Next Top Model? Do you remember she would be like that was a, one of the prize things you would? It's like you win a something something shot by world famous photographer Gilles Ben Simone. No, I haven't Simone's. watched America's Next Top Model since like the 2000s. Uh, very valid. Tyra Banks is. Yeah, yeah. Tyra Banks is Tyra Banks. Um, and I have heard right. from my friend who works with her that it's very much that energy in person. Like, she mm. is I don't that. doubt that. Because there is absolutely <laughs> no benefit of putting that on for us. Yeah. No yeah, one likes I don't, it yeah, more. She, it's not for us. It's not for us. Yeah. Every time I think of Tyra Banks, I just remember the interview where Beyonce went on the Tyra show and you could see on her face that she's like, I'm never fucking coming back here ever fucking yes. again. I feel like every person who ever went on the Tyra show had that look at one point Big in the interview. Mistake, huge. Oh, Big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> Wait, but before we get off Besides of Real Housewives, because yeah. this is a franchise that I've, I'm holding on to with iron grip, but have y'all watched Beverly Hills? I will say this. Beverly Hills is good white and white crime because those bitches are scared of actual fists or hands being thrown, which is so funny to me to watch them try to avoid that as much as possible. And number two, they will accuse each other, especially Lisa Renna, they accuse each other of the randomest shit. Like Lisa Renna, when they're at a dinner in Tokyo, she's like, guys, I need to confront you about something. Remember that time we were at the dinner party at your house to eat and you all left me to go to the bathroom? Be honest. Were you all doing coke in there? And Denise was like... <laughs> Bitch, I was powdering my nose. <laughs> That's a valid question, yeah. though. Were you she powdering your nose or were you powdering your nose? 
Okay, because I was recently at a club, um, and there was some gays in the stall next to me, and I could hear them snorting it, and I asked if I could have some, and they said they ran out. Um, and Sounds also, racist to me. Yeah, that's, I'm not saying, I can't confirm whether it was racist or not, but um, you better believe I went out there and told the security guard they was doing coke in the bathroom because <laughs> they ain't let me have Because um, <laughs> they ain't let me have See, now that's the fuck you get. You should have gave me some when I asked for it, bitch. Oh and, now, and now look who just got kicked out. <laughs> I can't stand you. I can't stand you. I can't fucking stand um, you. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a- Sorry, go ahead. Come here. Yeah, no, I was just going to ask. Did either of you happen to catch the Black Entertainment Television Awards? I gladly didn't, um, personally, but I did catch the kiss that Lil Nas did, and it was kind of sexy as well. I told him, I said, I got kissed, you know, I love a boy, love and boy. Yeah, I could, I need a trigger warning. I feel like it was I saw the kiss. (laughs) I saw the City Girls performance. Yes. Um... What else? I didn't really see much of it. People actually weren't talking about it a ton this year. I was yeah, so surprised. Yeah, it like wasn't. I mean, the pre. I watched some of the pre-show. That was very, very, very painful stuff. I will say. Oh, who was it? Yeah, it was just. Well, Terrence J was up there with some like of girl who is an actress in Sisters, the Tyler Perry production. Oh no. She was really. <laughs> she was really, really struggling with her job as like a correspondent. Oh no. It was very hard to watch and listen to. And then oh. the other people were just like people from um like Instagram. Oh okay 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 okay. Yes. Wow. Um, and then the show itself. Well, I don't want to do this. Oh no. On this podcast about uplifting Black women, but I feel like. We can say this about her. We all know our our, our girl Taraji. She she loves to make a big oh. choice. She loves oh, to make a big she's bold queen choice. Of big choice. And she was the host of this um of this event, and she right. had this bit all night where she was coming out dressed as different because the theme. I don't know if you know is the year of the black woman. I don't know. It sounds like an. But then they didn't win any awards. Right. So, Let me know why Silk Sonic won over Chloe and Hallie. Make that I, make the sense. Theme is the don't theme get me started on, this, on, on Silk Sonic because I I, I have only know. heard that one song. I don't even know. There why. is only have one that Raya. one song. Oh, there, there is, is only one, one song. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I wasn't keeping up. I don't blame you. These two men are these two jokesters are laughing in our faces, lying about this album. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the clip, but at the awards, they sing their little song. And I'm honestly sick of hearing if we're being honest. Me too. But they sing honestly. their little song and then they go, Do you want to know the album release? Album release? And then they crack up laughing and say nothing. And while what's, they are playing the with us, that? and I don't like to be played with. What's the point of that? What is the point? Listen, I like the song, but just give us the <laughs> fucking album. Just give us the album. Just give it. Just drop it. It's been I too long. I'm done waiting. I don't, don't, know, I don't know if I need a whole... Like, it's very rare when people do this that I feel like I needed an album of these two people specifically. Yeah. See, I want I, an yeah, album because I, I really song. liked the first song. I don't, I'm not sick of the song yet, but that's also because I don't listen to the radio. I'm not, luckily, not in situations where I'm forced to listen to the radio that often, so it's not overplayed for me. Right. And I feel like an album would be great for background music or potentially baby making music, depending on what the actual. Not baby is. making. I I'm, listen, I'm not making no babies anytime soon. Don't you worry. Sexual feelings to leave the door open. Purely based no. off of when he says the word fillets, like I just hate the song a little bit. Mm. 
Unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I there's wanted been to some, like it. There's been some doo doo music. But there's been some good there's music. Been some Lots of good music has come out. Mm hmm. Like the Dojo? album Ungodly Hour? We're talking about the, like recently. A year old. Yeah, we know Ungodly album is good. <laughs> I have not heard the Doge album yet because I haven't had time to like fully sit down and listen to it. But that's my um, plan. For Here's tomorrow. my thing about the Doja album. Somebody already tweeted this opinion that I fully agree. She is very horny the entire album, which is Ooh, fine. I but love the that. issue is, based off of who she wrote Streets about. I'm worried to see who she wrote this album about. Okay, but here's the thing. I've heard rumors of her in the weekend for so long, and so that's just what I'm fantasizing. Okay. Light skin on light skin crime. I- that's all I'm fantasizing <laughs> about. Do I feel I see sexual, it. Do we feel sexual attraction feelings about the weekend? No, I, never. I strongly do not. Yeah. No, not never. Not I've once, ne- not I, never. I don't think I have, but that's not really a strong thing. I, See, I just, the thing is, is his vibe gives me, like, coked out model bitches, like, white women, skinny, mm-hmm. skinny white women. So yeah. I've never been attracted to him. I mean, he literally <laughs> dated Bella Hadid, so. And you see, there, right. there, there you or was go. Gigi? I don't know what the there fuck his sister is. One of the one. They're both very skinny. Yeah. No, my new thing with celebrities is like I will not have a crush on them until they have actively and publicly dated a black woman. Until then, yeah. Jury's still that. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> now back to the actual episode. Now back to the actual episode. So let's talk about our theme for this month. It's a new month. It's July. We had a really good June, a ton of really great content. And we're in the second half. Of 2021. Can you believe that? Like, the year is half done. I don't want to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even. I don't even believe that at all. But the year is, like, almost halfway done. And so we wanted to find a way to, like, recenter ourselves. And then Camille brought up to us that, you know, July is, like, what, national um, food, like, food month or something. Camille, you're muted. Yeah, it's like national, like, let's appreciate food month or something. It's and, like national cuisine or yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, Which I absolutely love. And the one thing that, you know, has always reminded me, um, that food has always reminded me of is home, you know? And so I really like the idea of us taking July, you know, to really answer the question or ask ourselves the question of what, does home mean to you and so we actually all chose films um this month that remind us of home or that are set in our hometowns or that are staples from our like home life our childhood um and all of the other content that's um on textured air that's going to be um released this month is answering the question of like what does home mean to you and it's very ironic that this first film is soul food um so what is your guys' experience with this film before i jump into my little wikipedia what's None. what's your experience yeah you said that that you've never ever seen that, that i've never so even old. heard of this movie not even just seen it i've never heard of this movie that is i almost watched an, like a documentary called like soul power by accident oh, no when looking for this movie <laughs> Um, but I will, I'll give you my notes later. I yeah. had a very entertaining time watching That's this movie. That's so good. And what about you, Camille? Because I know you say you love this movie. 
oh yeah I fucking love soul food it is always a good time like I've mm-hmm. never watched it no matter how many times I watch it I'm never not engrossed yeah my mother was watching the television program when that was mm-hmm. a thing and mm-hmm. it was very it was like one of the few times I remember her being like okay go to sleep you can't be up here watching this yeah. with me right because they used to right. be on there fucking I remember yeah it was graphic day. one yeah, of them was I a lesbian at one point I, I remember all the time yeah they was fucking yeah. They was fucking. Great show. Great show. Definitely yeah. recommend it. Yes. Um, <laughs> But not for kids. Um, For me, I don't know. This is like, like, like you as well, Camille. This is kind of like a, a staple in my childhood. Like, I have seen this movie so many fucking times that everything about it just, like, felt so familiar. And I really, really loved it. So this was my pick. Because Soul Food is set in Chicago, which everyone knows. I'll like until the end of time. That's my hometown, um, and a place I'm very, very proud to be from. So, like I usually do, let's just read a little bit about Soul Food. So, Soul Food is a 1997 comedy drama film produced by Babyface Kenneth Edmonds. Okay. Tracy okay. Edmonds. And Robert Tiedel. I don't know who that is, but that's a white man. Um, so, and this has all your light skin faves, all your black faves. Vanessa Williams, Vivica A. Fox, Nia Long, Ma- Michael Beach, Mackay Pfeiffer, Gina Rivera, Brandon Hammond, that little black boy that was in every fucking thing. Yeah. Every fucking movie he was in. Um, is he the like, little boy from Waiting to Exhale as well? Yes, he was. So, yeah, so this film, and he also is the narrator in it, Ahmad. Um, And it was um, in 2000, Showtime had um, a one-hour comedy film, um, a television, uh, one-hour comedy, like, television series that was based on it, and it ran from June 28th, 2000, to May 26th, 2004. Um, This is a completely different cast. So, like, it's not the... But pretty true, I think, to the source material. True, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Soul Food was, it had a budget, it was released September 26th of 1997, had a budget of $7.5 million. This film grossed $43.7 million. As and should. I'm pretty sure that my family was at the theater. <laughs> opening fucking night seeing this film because you can't tell me any different like this just had an all-star lineup everybody's yeah, like favorite six times what they paid for that movie that's this, a success this is like everybody's favorite black actors and you want to know what's funny is Halle Berry and Whitney Houston were both considered for the role of Terry who is mm. ultimately played by Vanessa Williams and then here's something even funnier and you're gonna love this one Regina King Jada Pinkett Smith and Kenya Moore were considered for the role of Bird. Wait, Bird. Bird is played by Nia Long. Played by Nia Long. Oh. Yes. Kenya Moore considered along Regina King and Jada Pinkett Smith. You see, like, I can't be mad at her when she be saying that she's been in movies because she has. Because she has. We we say a lot about her. You know, but but Kenya was there, okay? She was there. Kenya was there. Maybe not anymore, but she was there. Yeah, she was there. Um, another See, fun fact. 
<laughs> wait, wait. Those, well, no, all those names that you mentioned, I would love to see them in other roles than the like. I would love to see Whitney Houston in the. Um, like Terry in the Vivica Fox role because oh they always, really they always well they always put Whitney Houston in these movies and she is so stunningly gorgeous and regal and great but it, that, mm. we all know Whitney was uh, Whitney from Newark and I would yeah. have loved to see yeah. her like in that yeah. Vivica Fox role I think she would remember so she called good. up to Wendy and Wendy at the radio station and was like yes now listen yes she don't that's the me. Whitney we want to see that's right. the Whitney yeah, we wanted to so see so will not Kenya. I would have loved to maybe see her in a. Kenya could have been a good Terry. Could she? This is. Do you have. Okay. Have you really seen Kenya act for real? real? No. No. Right. And I think think there's a reason why. And I think that maybe she would have been great. I don't want to typecast this, but I think that she would have been great, you know, in the first scene at the wedding as the ex girlfriend. I would have loved her as Savon Lady. Yeah, Savon oh, Lady. I mean, she could have been the girl grinding on the husband, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of, of like... Long girls. Mm-hmm. That was, was sort of all the roles that she had played. And it was pretty much right. of that. Like a one-scene wonder type situation. Um, But another fun fact is Vivica A. Fox actually auditioned for the role of Terry, but then they cast her as... Maxine instead. Um, and the character, uh, Miles, who's played by Michael Beach, plays the keyboard in the R&B group Milestone, but the vocalists that are in the group are professional R&B performers, right. Casey and JoJo Haley of Jodeci and Casey and JoJo. And Babyface and his brothers, Kevin Melvin Edmonds of the group After 7. Um, what if they, I know after seven, but I can't think of what their big song was. Is it that Ready or Not? Remember that one? That's the one. No. That's like the one song I've ever heard from them. Um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's Babyface. Um, so, <laughs> so food. Let's talk about the fact this film reminds me so much of home. So I'm just going to jump in. They open the film. First of all, whoever the music supervisor was for this film, erased immediately. Oh, wait, that's a good, you're right. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute, because I was about to say, give them a raise. But of course it was fucking baby face. Um, I don't know that for sure, but it says music by Lisa Col- Coleman. Oh, no, 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 that's different. I'm pretty sure it's Babyface. We you don't know who the music supervisor. It That's doesn't say, yeah, it doesn't say music supervisor, but I'm pretty sure it was Babyface. Because you have Usher, you have Monica, you have Drew Hill, you have Boys to Men. This soundtrack is stacked, okay? Like, stacked. But the fact that they opened the film with this montage of playing that song, Mama, Mama, you know. I, I'm singing it and I have no pit. No, I have no musical talent. Listen, you try it. But it's like it's like this montage of every photo of every family milestone ever taken. And can we talk about how black of a thing that is to have just this big ass photo album of everyone, not just your daughters and granddaughters. I'm talking cousins. It's like every person uncles, you've ever met. Play cousin. Everybody's in this fucking photo album that Big Mama has. And it's just, this film, first of all, this film was chock full of black bad. 
Like, there, there's nothing more we can say. But when we get to this scene where they're playing Earth, Wind, and Fire at Bird's wedding, mm-hmm. I said, nothing. This is Chicago. Bitch, that is Chicago if nothing else is. I know these niggas finna get in here, start stepping. The fact that the 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 wedding, the buffet is like, or the 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 food is buffet style, yes. that feels very black to me. Very that very, is a very black concept. Very black. But Bird, who is played by Nia Long, is getting married to Lim, who is played by oh, Be Still My Beating Heart, Makai Pfeiffer. Ooh, it's the it's the smile, it's the everything. Mm, 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 mm. That is a man. Woo! That's woo. Now Re- that's what I call ooh. a man. Remember, remember, you know how Christian Walker, that fucking idiot, is always like, bring you back BLM manly. liberals. <laughs> he's like, he's like, bring back manly men. <laughs> he's like, bring back manly men. He was talking about Mackay Pfeiffer in the nineties. That's what he was referring to when he said, bring back manly men. Stop. Because they I've been trying to make him like that. What no Christian more. Walker is talking about because the way he be screaming in that Starbucks slide and then code switching the second he rolls like, down that window. Hey, can I? And it's like, hey, he's about can to I get have a fucking aneurysm while he's like <laughs> in the Starbucks. Anyway, this is not about him. This is about fucking Chicago. Let's talk about the pastor. Let's talk about this creepy ass pastor. Jail. Yeah. Jail. Not only jail. is he, not only is going, the pastor creepy and touchy jail, feely, he's going, going to, to prison. prison. To prison. <laughs> but the the pastor is not only creepy, touchy feely, but he's also like a moocher. Why the fuck is the pastor at every Sunday dinner? Every even the Sunday dinner that they didn't do, and don't even bring shit. He don't contribute yeah. nothing to it. He's probably saying, "I'm bringing the word of God." Then you know what? Up. You know what? You know what? That's exactly if you're coming what to my house, do. if you're coming to my house every Sunday after church and eating all our food, you're gonna get these notes, okay? Yes, we're gonna all yes. go around oh, and get yes. notes on the sermon. Absolutely. You're gonna yes. get because you can't just be up in here. You're not and gonna be creepy be up in my with house. everybody. And the fact that they, when they say they cook a Sunday dinner, baby, they mean Sunday dinner. Like them bitches was in that kitchen cooking, but we still at the wedding. We gonna get there. Let's talk about. Somebody always says about people from Chicago, like we're just Mississippi niggas with coats. Like we're just y'all not. We're just Southern niggas that have. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. But you know what really tipped me off to it? This man, who Samuel, who's her uh, Samuel, who's uh, who's Bird's ex boyfriend. He's wealthy. Uh. He's slimy. He's the he's the light skinned villain of the film, if you will, the male light skinned villain of the film. He mm-hmm. shows up at this wedding in an all white suit and white Ooh. gaiters. I said that is both very southern and also very Chicago a way to dress. Like we <laughs> oh, yes. love an all white affair, okay? We will do it on uh, any occasion. Niggas show up in all white to everything, even a funeral. Like I'm dead ass, <laughs> but it's it's so. And so he shows up, and they do the thing where they're like pinning money on the bride. Have you guys ever done that in a wedding? No. Way? So I was gonna ask, like, is no. this something any of you've ever seen before? Because I was yeah, I've never seen it before. But this I've movie. never seen that before. I was like, money. Oh my god! But I, I know Africans like, like do money, right? Like you guys money. throw money, don't you? Not Cynthia? everybody from Africa, but no, we do a dowry. We I think it's that. no. I think oh my god, not a dowry. I think that I, I think <laughs> that um, Nigerians do it with like the money yeah. shower. 
Because I've seen that events. at African weddings. Yeah, I've seen it at African weddings, African baby parties. We got dowries, we got pre-weddings, mm, which is just like you is. donate to the wedding like a certain amount that the couple's asking for, like a couple hundred or whatever you can just give. Um, stuff like that. We don't really even like jump the broom at all. Wow. But we do dance. We do I, be dancing. Yeah. Oh, but what one thing we do at Kenyan weddings, just because I love being a Kenyan wedding, is when the bride and groom are entering the reception hall, all the women go outside in front of them and sing them into the event. So they wow. just come in, sing and dance it. Like it's amazing. I absolutely mm. love it. That's so beautiful. I love Chicago weddings, though, because there's always going to be some stepping. There's always going to be some footwork in. There's always going to be, like, fried fish. Um, it don't even matter the, like, occasion. It doesn't matter the coat. There's always going to be fried fucking catfish at the wedding. And But this I have seen at weddings before is people, like, pinning money on the bride. You know, like, good luck. Like, here's some something to get you started on your new marriage. So, Samuel... Samuel, I keep calling him Samuel. Samuel. Well, one of those is a name and one of those. Yeah, the other is not. But <laughs> but it's okay. Um, he comes up and he like stuffs money in her fucking like bra, like touching her breast. And I'm like, who the fuck shows up at somebody's wedding? You're an ex. First of all, these motherfuckers who invites their exes to their wedding? Right. Like Camille, if the day ever comes where you and Dylan get married, would you guys be inviting ex-partners to the fucking wedding i mean as far as i'm concerned i don't have any ex-partners you there know what you i go. mean there i woke go. up i was born dylan was there and we were in love and i never embarrassed myself right exactly so that's how i feel about the situation <laughs> um, that's your story I, and that's the history yeah well the best part is is not oh yeah no, 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 no like no. you invite it because then Lim, he wasn't invited he wasn't? Somebody no. had to invite him. Because she was like, who Somebody, invited him? Right. I feel like Big Mama invited him. Because I feel like Big Mama is a little bit messy and we don't even know it. <laughs> we don't really get to see it, but I feel like she messy like that, though. I don't I know. know. Nobody right. seems messier than Ahmad. Maybe he did it. Uh-huh. He has it a lot of out just, here. I think it tracks if Big Mama was a little bit messy <laughs> and she invited Samuel. I don't know who the fuck invited Lim's ex-girlfriend. But first of all, she shows up. I don't up. even think that's an ex-girlfriend. It is. They said it was, it was her, yeah. that was his ex-girlfriend. Oh, so that's even the, worse. So so at the fucking wedding, Lim is like drinking champagne out the box. I get it. You just got married. Right. You're very right. excited. You want to turn up. But the only person that should be grinding on you is your wife. I never right. understood that because I have actually been at weddings where somebody like, the bride didn't reciprocate nearly as much, but they were trying to like dance with the bride. I'm like, you realize that she just married another nigga. Yeah. Why are you now, 30 minutes later, trying to come in and dance all inappropriate? Like, like, who are you? I hate that. I hate that. I don't understand, but Lim is, like, grinding on this ex who's wearing this, I think, fabulous dress. Like, the dress oh, no, is her phenomenal. She looks incredible. She is However, gorgeous. But the way that I would have filed for an, an annulment that night... And I that think it's appropriate like, for a wedding. You are disrespect me at my reception like yeah. that by grinding on some random ass bitch. Yeah, yeah we're getting a divorce. And also, there's like mad men at this affair. Like, like you, you can dance with look anybody stunning, else. Like, yeah. Find you don't need nigga. this nigga who just got married, who just got out of jail, and who don't even have a job. I think we really need to be reevaluating her mental state of mind because she might be out there. Because I can't imagine I mean, me doing that. I mean. I mean, but I, mean, I bet you he was slanging that shit. You can't exactly. tell me. Well, we You're know not that because don't we theoretically Ooh. see his penis and everyone's like, oh, I got it Well, now. we see yeah. them like fuck in the bathroom that time. Be, be, and it was be, good. We don't get it. Was good. <laughs> it was good. It was not bad. But before we get there, we still at the wedding. Let's talk yes. about Miss. 
let's talk about Miss um, uh, Vanessa Williams, Terry. I paid Holy. for everything, ass bitch. First of all, I hate those kind of people. Yeah, so irritating. It's the kind of family member who has made it, who has money, and who will let you fucking know that they pay for everything. And it's clear that there's like this tension between Terry, who has this burgeoning career, this amazing successful career, and Maxine, who has this beautiful family and doesn't have a life looks great. Her husband, fine as hell, they be fucking. She's clearly, because she's pregnant at the beginning of the film. But it's crazy that, like, that the way that this all gets solved when everybody, they go into the bathroom and try and, like, you know, oh, talk her down because she's so mad, is that when they get back out, it's a dance circle, and it's Big Mama and Lynn. And that is, well, what, I think a dance circle is very fucking black. And it's very Chicago. If you've ever seen niggas footworking, like... They just get in a circle and crowd around somebody and they just start doing this incredibly intricate footwork. And that's just like what Chicago is. And I think, you know, though we don't get to see much of the city in this film, we really do feel it. Like at the heart of it, the way the houses are structured, the way the family is raised. I think this family really raises their kids like a village. You know, they're like, you finna go stay at her house. And I feel like that's a thing that is very, very black, you know, like that's just the way it is, you know, like. That we, we it, it takes a village and they really do mean that when they say that you know but let's get to sunday dinner <laughs> which when i tell you this mm-hmm. shit made me hungry as fuck oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> i'm the kind of person who like when i fall asleep i have to have white noise because i grew up next to train tracks so i can't really sleep yeah. if it's quiet so I, one of my favorite things to fall asleep to is like film, like uh, sound effect ASMR. So when they were doing all the chopping and all the cutting and all the washing of all the foods, it like made me so serene. I almost fell asleep because they do it in silence. They're so focused the way they're like doing it. And I love it. I just love it. Um, But where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're cooking. They're cooking Sunday dinner. You know, they're making all the fixes. Baked mac and cheese, collard greens, unfortunately chitlin, neck bone. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we have to free our people, Camille. This is the year. Uh, hey. This is the year. I want, I want it to be. I've been here. I want everyone to catch up. Catch I don't mustard. know what the hell they're doing. But they making cornbread, like all this really delicious yeah. stuff. And then Lim comes in and like lures bird into the bathroom not even boris he said come here yes (laughs) and she's like and she's like okay bye she's like my man man is calling me my man is calling me goes into the bathroom and he fucks her up against the sink while her mom and her sisters are making sunday dinner in the next room the next room yeah literally fresh out of church fresh home fresh out of church put sticks her underwear in his mouth because he can't be quiet and that was Yes. Now let me tell you, um, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a little minute since. Listen, it's okay uh, to say it's horny hours. It's okay to say that it is horny hours. It it was very horny hours. That was like very much horny hours. Um, but well, then well, they, the, no, as someone who you know, it's not been as long of a minute. Yeah, it was still doing it. It was still doing what it needed to do. Like I, and, uh, that is just let me run that back. Yeah. Yeah, that was a man. That is a man. That is a fine-ass man. But 
the big event of this Sunday dinner is like Amon is so cute. Like I really love the relationship that he has with Big Mama. He just is so loves cute. her. Uh, warm my heart. And she and he loves her and she loves him. But when her arm caught fire on that damn stove and she didn't even know. <laughs> oh my god. And she didn't even know. Yeah. I said, now how long has it been since you took your diabetes medication, lady? Because um, yeah. you didn't even feel your arm on fire. This nigga had to say, Big Mama, your arm. Her arm is literally on the stove, on fire. On fire, everybody. The arm is on fire. And and she didn't even know. Now see, this is my issue though. Obviously, we all know Big Mama's situation, but here our happy asses go every Sunday. Right. Ready to eat. Ready to eat, Ready eat. To eat the food, because you saw the uh, cooking she's that eating, peach cobbler, she's chicken eating right, Oh, she's eating right there with us. It's five cheese, mm-hmm. big macaroni, this, all that. And what do y'all, so I, I just hate the, the, the surprise of it all. Big Mama, right. how did this happen? But the- the thing is, is they're like, oh, you're not taking your medication, but you know how black people are with hospitals, older black people. They don't trust doctors. Nope. So she's like, I'm just going to go get me some herbs from the garden. Oh, ma'am. She said turpentine. I said, what? See, that, you know, she's going to have some, she got some elderflower in the fucking, in the fucking, um, in the medicine cabinet. And I'm like, no, you need to go to the hospital. it's bad like you need a doctor um but then they're sitting at dinner and this is so funny because this is like i think a very black thing a big mama's like oh i had a dream about fish and have has your have your parents ever said that to you yes have you has your parents ever said that to you linda Mm. But Ugh. they said it so you understand the phrase, right? Yeah, Stacy will under Stacy will ruin a whole weekend over a damn dream. Like, truly, <laughs> truly. I don't Camille, think I, I know. The I told phrase. you I could. You don't go. get it. No. So, yeah. So it's so when black have, people have dreams about fish, it means somebody's pregnant. Somebody's pregnant. Yeah. See, so we just have literally like fortune tellers and shit. Like, I had wow. a dream that, like, of when my one little nibbling, again gender neutral for niece nephew, was born. Like the night before they were born. Like, literally, my mom will just come into the room and she'll be like, don't go on 276 today. And I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, and it's very that. You don't yeah. go on 276? Yeah, but it's like a tribal thing. Our tribe is actually known for having, like, a crap ton of, like, prophecies mm. and shit. It's weird. That's so mm. Linden. Okay, you better. Wow. Literally. Okay. You know <laughs> that, what? That's so Linden. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I want to hear it straight to series. We but yeah, but she was, but yo, big mom was like, oh, like, I had a dream of fish. I was like, fish? Yeah, it yeah, means somebody's pregnant. Because your coochie stink? No. <laughs> no, it just means that somebody's pregnant. So that's why everybody thinks that Bird is pregnant. Because her and Lim just got married. And Maxine already is very pregnant. Like, in right. the terminal stages of pregnancy. So it's not even like a... Is terminal know, the word? I don't know. It seems terminal sounded- to me. <laughs> I don't know. That shit seems painful. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. You can't I'm walk. Sorry, said, you can't eat. I mean, you, you, said said you, you said she was deep in the trenches of pregnancy. Deep in the, I mean, but isn't that the truth, though? Oh, yes. They I mean, really is this the dinner that she gives birth? No. It's, oh, okay. it's, not, it's not this dinner. It's another dinner that she gives birth. But let's talk about how the, the, the beef between Maxine and Terry started. Mm. So, 
here is the messiest part. This niggas is messy, y'all. Like we are really theater and and drama, <laughs> messy as fuck. So Terry, back in the day when they were young, was dating mm. Maxine's now husband, but because yeah. of a because of a family rule, she had to Maxine had to go on their date to supervise, and then he fell in love with Maxine, and then they got married and had kids. So now Maxine is living the type, the life that Terry was supposed to be living, and Terry is mad as fuck about it. I don't bitter. know, big if bitter. I, I don't know if I could ever live with that. I don't know if I could ever do that either. Too. I just can't imagine me doing that. Like, can you imagine yeah. your? And it's like, of course, you want your sister to be happy, but bitch, I don't want you to be happy that much. <laughs> not with an ex, not with a nigga. Right. I saw a future with. I mean, I guess it helps because me and my sisters, we definitely have different tastes. Which is nice. I don't even have sisters, so... Well, that's true. (laughs) The point is, is I think that's a terrible thing to do, and I understand why that relationship is severed. Horrible rule, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, why do I have to take... My mom had to have chaperone date, and it was like that my aunt would always have to go with her. Mm. And so because of that, I was very much free to go fuck and be a slut. Like, my mom was like, no, it was the worst thing ever. I bet it was. Behave, like, I, I can't imagine having to have a chaperone on a date. What is this, the 1800s? Literally. Yeah. What are we, courting? Huh? It's getting very much Duggars, yes. Listen, I just finished Bridgerton, so <laughs> I am, I, I totally, I get it. I'm, I understand the vibe, but this is like, it, when this movie takes place, it's 1997. Yeah. We don't need to be doing that. Niggas is fucking, and you know they fucking. So just, and when Terry pulled up on Maxine to fight her in the street, what happened? She was in that car, fucking Terry's boyfriend. Yep. Fucking Terry's boyfriend. It's not yep. great. And I will say, as a person who has a mother that has a very volatile, sometimes, relationship with her sisters, I have actually seen something like this happen. So I'm sorry. That too, so that too. Ooh. Oh, baby, my it's theater. Like I said, I was <laughs> I was speaking from experience, like true okay. to life. It's very. My family is very much theater. I've seen them do. They argue and fight over any and everything, mm. any and everything. So I get it. Yes. But it's just like I just cannot imagine like going there. Anyway, anyway, anyway. No. Let's talk about so Lynn. We discover. This is the, the point in the film we discover he's an ex-con and nobody is willing to let it go. But my thing is, is like one, you're in Chicago, two, it's the 90s. Niggas sell drugs. Yeah. My daddy did it. I know, I know tons of niggas who just be out there selling drugs and niggas be going to jail for any and every reason. Yeah. Why are people acting like it's the end of the world? Like he's this horrible person. Right. Because he, he sold drugs. And I don't know why we're not looking sideways at Kenny, <coughs> who started off in the family dating one sister and stopped dating another. That's yeah, what I, I think that's that's what what I would never let invited. go personally. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care how many grandkids you done gave me, I would always be looking at you sideways. Nigga, you can't say two words to anybody about somebody being in the wrong. Because I'm going to forever be able to hold that shit over your head. Remember when you was fucking my sister in her car? Mm-hmm. Huh? And I had to pull up on y'all ass? Legit? No, you would never be able to get away with it. Yeah. Um, but yes. I, I do, I do, but I do love this, like, this is, like, a very common trope of, like, so Big Mama tells, they basically tell the story of, like, they bought this house, and then their grandfather, he almost lost it because he was gambling, 
but Big Mama saved it. So it's like the house, and that's a whole thing. And and Big Mama's done everything she can to keep it. And um, then in walks Cousin Faith. The light-skinned black sheep of the family shows up in the middle of dinner, broke, hungry, and in need of attention. I said, what's her sign? Because she's giving me Leo. Oh, yes. She's giving me big oh, Leo, yes. maybe Aquarius, maybe a Sag in there somewhere. Aquarius, yeah. There's definitely some Leo vibes, some Sag vibes, some Aquarius vibes. Um, I I definitely see it. She is out of her mind. Cousin, like, she, she's just nuts. What did you think of Cousin Faith, Lyndon? I was like, she's an air sign. She has you think she is? I think think she's an air sign with a lot of fire energy as well. If anything, she's definitely an Aquarius. I think she's an Aquarius. I think she seems to be very charming. She could theoretically Mm -hmm. seem personable to everybody when she's probably just adjusting her personality to ensure that the people around her like her. It's probably like a safety mechanism because she Mm. looks like she's been through some shit. But I definitely believe that she's like Aquarius with maybe like a Leo rising. Probably. But maybe more so like a another like fire sign moon or something. I, it, it just she just gives or me like Leo. a water moon. She yeah. gives me Leo. Like she just gives me big Leo and Aquarius vibe. I mean, she runs away from everything, so I have to think that she's a Libra moon. <laughs> <laughs> you said that would hit a little too close to home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Oh my God, you're so right, Camille. This is the dinner when Maxine went into labor. Because Maxine, not one to be upstaged. Nope. She said, <laughs> she said, no, 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 no. But in the, and you're absolutely right, because it's in the hospital when Maxine gives birth to, like, a beautiful baby girl mm-hmm. that they discovered that Big Mama is, like, sick. Because Big Mama is, like, laid out in the waiting room. Like, she can't even move. Yeah. They go in there and find her, and she's, she's asleep or something. And so then... They get to the hot, they go and finally see a doctor and the doctor tells her it's gotten so bad, your diabetes, you waited so late, now we got to cut your leg off. Yeah. Now it has to be amputated. terrifying. Here's my thing. I really don't like people, I'm not going to say that diabetes isn't a terrible disease. I have an aunt, I have an Mm. aunt on my mom's side who has diabetes and she has not taken care of herself. For so many years, and so she's had to have many surgeries. Yeah, had to do a lot of things. She now has to walk with the cane, and she's only in her fifties. Right, but I don't think that it's as difficult to live with as every movie we have ever seen makes it out to be. I think of anything, the difficulty probably with diabetes is the cost of insulin, which exactly. is more of a discussion on the American government and healthcare versus yes. the actual people living with diabetes. Yes. Because no one talks about like the cost of insulin, what they're and 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 who. And who knows? For all that could have been the case for Big Mom. Oh it could have been. It could have. It could have very well Terry would have. Co- Terry would have covered the cost of the insulin. You oh, know what I mean? oh, that wouldn't have been a problem for Terry to do yeah. it. Like, how much do we think Terry was making? Well, she. They said she. They was trying to upgrade her to partner. Right. Now it depends on the type of law firm this is. If she's like corporate law, she could be making millions. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. say she's making millions because she's very penny pension, so she doesn't give me. Make it she's not giving me millions. She's giving me like maybe six figures, but again, the black tax. So she's paying for everything. It makes sense why mm. she's pinching pennies. Yeah, yeah. So that could be it. Um, but Big Mama is, of course, like you're not cutting off my leg. Blah blah blah. Right. But of course, they do eventually like convince her to have 
the surgery. Like, they convince well, her to do well, it. there's nothing else we can do. Like, literally, at this point, it's that or die. <laughs> like, yes. what, what do you want to do, Big Mama? You have to have this surgery because, well, you didn't take care of yourself. But I do love how close this family is. Like I said, it's like a village. You know what I mean? And you do see that in families, in black families especially, quite oh, yeah. a lot. Like of just like like you, Cynthia, you go over there and you're with your your little your little um nibbling, um, or your little <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, and you just take care of them and it's like you don't even have to be asked to do that kind of thing. You know? Oh no 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 no! It, like when people say, whenever people be like, it takes a village. In my yeah. head, I would be like, yeah, the village. Like <laughs> I would picture yes. just the actual village, like yeah. back home. Be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like it was very common for us to go to weddings and just if you're old enough, you suddenly become the babysitter for all the little kids over there. Right. That was or just it. It's very <laughs> common for your mama to be like, okay, you finna go stay with your auntie in Atlanta for two months this summer. Oh yeah. Oh, our cousin. What was her time. name? But our one cousin literally stayed with us every summer, like all right. throughout her middle right. school. Literally. And she just been there for months. We had so like many family members also come and live with us. Like it's just so normal for to just have so many people around. Yeah. 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 But uh, and so it's not weird that they're this close and that Ahmad's like working in of course there's a beauty yes. shop. There's a beauty shop. Ahmad is working in Bird's beauty shop and he's like, you know, always around and he's hearing all the gossip and everything. I love when people are raised in beauty salons. Like I think that's another staple <laughs> in the black community that just feels so near and dear. That's yeah. how I'm so messy, because that's where I got all the gossip from when I was a kid. I knew all the teeth about everybody because <laughs> when i tell you they don't sugarcoat it for nobody in there nope for no motherfucking body in there but so then one night while ahmad is like staying at terry's house because you know um the, they have a new baby they're like we need to get rid of these kids so we can focus on this baby <laughs> Lim shows up to maxine oh. to maxine's house to tell her husband this nigga done lost his job and the first thing he does is to say, do I tell my wife? Mm-hmm. Which made me go, excuse me? Right. Yeah. Excuse me? Don't so he, not tell me that you don't, just lost don't your job. Don't not tell me that you've lost your job. Yeah. We are married. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know that there's no money coming in. <laughs> I'm going to realize it when we get I don't. I don't know how he thought that that was a feasible plan in the long run. Right. But of course he lost his job for a completely ridiculous reason. And I think even in the 90s, this was like, it was such a big deal of like, I'm sure. you going in, you go to jail, you pay your debt to society, and then you come out, and then on that that job application, is you have to check, have you ever been a convicted felon? Mm-hmm. And, then it, and then it's like, well, now I haven't paid my debt to society. Now I have to keep paying my debt to society. And that's how people re-offend. Because it's like, you said... In order to be out of prison, I have to pay money. You have to pay yeah. money to be on parole. Do you know that costs every single day? I have you, no idea. It costs money every single day to be on parole. You have to pay. I don't know the exact dollar amount, but you have to pay. So now you're telling me that I have to, if, if I want to be out of jail, even though I've served my time, I have to be on parole, which means you have to have a curfew. You have to check right. in. You have to have a job. You have to prove you have there's a, parole is such a fucked up system. And and I mean, obviously it's a fucked up system because the whole prison 
system is fucked up. But as a person who knows so many people who've been on parole, it's like, what do you want me to do but reoffend right. when you put me back into the same environment that got me arrested in the first place and you don't give me more opportunities? Exactly. I, how am yeah. I to blame? How yeah, is he to literally. blame? Right. He's not. And that's the worst part. <sighs> that part just like fucked me up because he was he was preaching on that on that note when oh, he yeah. goes off like I paid my debt. He he literally said, I did my time. Why do I have to come out and still suffer? Yeah. It made no sense, but of course they do a terrible, terrible thing. I know. It, I was just going to say, like, it is, like, it, it truly goes from, wow, like, this nigga's spitting to, like, oh, no, my no, God. no, 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 You're like, no, 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 back it up, back it up. What's that? Oh, we got it. And also, let me just say that this conversation of, like, you know, a nigga in the family with a past coming to ask for a job, I have watched. My so father. I've watched my father sit through so many of these at a family party. Oh so my many, god. Ah, like, maybe you could put in the work for me. No, it's been rough yeah. since this. this, 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 this. Right. Shout out to right. my cousin Chris. See, I have a game for everybody. My father no longer uh, helps anybody get employment after. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe no. on your own. You can in go on Indeed. Herbert Young is closed. See, we used to be in the business of fucking immigration. People oh, wouldn't just be like, oh, I need a job. They'd be like, oh, I'm trying to come to America. <laughs> and they and call I you? Sat, Bitch, and I that's sat different. through that's many different. conversations that my parents have had of people just coming up to them being like, how do I come to the States? And it's like, excuse it, me? Bitch, do you want to like Eddie Murphy? I don't know nothing about coming Bitch. to America. No. And oh, we've helped no. quite a few people. I'm not gonna lie, we have helped Y'all quite a few better. people. But I okay, think at this United point, Nations. we are closed. <laughs> y'all just okay, right. United like y'all Nations. just better be the ACLU. <laughs> International <but> House. <laughs> listen, we have closed for business. We have housed many people, and now we only allow very short-term visitors into this. I know shit. that's right. Thank I know you. that's right. Because but let we me used tell to be you, living with random too. bitches for like oh, yeah. years, and I let mean, me tell you, we did it too. My mom, like, you know, I, I say many things about her on this podcast because she don't listen to it. But one thing she will always do is take somebody in. I've told y'all the story of how we took my Uncle Robert in on various oh, yes. occasions. And all he would do was steal from us when he was relapsing. Like, I mean, this nigga would steal the meat from our freezer and go and sell it to the meat person, the meat guy at the, at the corner store. And then my mom's like, Mariah go down to the basement to the deep freezer to get out those ribs so I can cook them from dinner. I told her, ain't shit in that deep freezer. Oh. And she knew immediately where it was. My mama walking down the street and she sees the sex workers that my that my uncle frequents wearing her clothes. Oh like, God. we have, if we have done anything, we at various points in time took my aunt, my mom's sister, to and her two kids to live with us. And we were poor. I'm there and for yep. years. Mm-hmm. So I fucking get it. Shit yep. is rough out here. I get it. But again, this is a close ass family. Let's talk about cousin Faith moving in with Terry and Miles and how terrible of an idea this is. I need to hear your thoughts on this initial. The first time you saw this, the first time you saw this trio, Lyndon, what were your thoughts? My thoughts were, this is going to go south real quick. Yep. Only because Terry's that type of person that bases 
her value of money as like her sole worth versus her just as a person. Right. She's very clearly very insecure. Yeah. She very clearly, because is of her insecurities, is let that affect her marriage. Right. Her husband feels alienated. I'm not saying that it's her fault that he cheated. No. I'm right. just saying. Spoiler alert, he does was, cheat. He does <laughs> but cheat. But we'll get there. But I'm just saying that it was very clear that that is what the movie was setting up to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think the way they painted Cousin Faith, like she walks in, she has these short shorts on. She's this like um, bohemian traveler who doesn't have, who doesn't have she doesn't have roots, you know. She's she's like flaky, making Big Mama take out a loan on her to get her a car, and then making Big Mama pay all the payments. Like, and Terry told her, "Don't you start no shit while you here." Terry very specifically said that to her. But of course, later she does start well, some right. shit. Right? What is she gonna do? But of course, later she's the black sheep. She's here. She's the light skinned devil. What do you think she's here to do? Every black movie has one of those. Every single one. I I wrote in my notes. I'm not even gonna lie. I said, bring back light skinned villains. You know because what? We need they, them. Yeah, they be the ones being villainous. They be the ones being. They villainous. are. They are villainous. But yeah, Tyler Perry so is trying to push a different narrative. And I won't we have it. Should. We're pushing back. We're pushing <laughs> back. Bring back the light-skinned villain. Um, But yeah, so Faith shows up in the middle of the dinner. Terry's arguing with her husband about taking money out of their savings account. They're all here. And then the next day, Big Mama has to have the surgery to remove her leg. And that's when we get into Act 2. So, Big Mama goes in for her surgery. It doesn't go very well. Of course. Big Mama does unfortunately have a stroke during the surgery. Everyone's very affected, especially Ahmad, who feels very oh, close. It's to so it. heartbreaking. It is really, really sad. Yeah, I don't think the children should have been at the hospital. That's just, yeah, or at least definitely not allowed to go into the room. Like he was no. allowed to see her amputated leg, and I was like, no, this child should have been in the waiting room. Exactly. We don't we, some type of prep for him, please. Um, but then the next thing we see, we are at the salon, and Samuel shows up. To give Bert a gift. And for what is he bringing her gifts for? She's literally married. Married. And she tells him, she says, that her husband's name is all over her kitty cat. So maybe he says that in front of Ahmad, too. Kids just be all up in the business. Go find some kids. Not even just kids. Like, specifically Ahmad. All up in it all the time. That is a nosy-ass child. It sure is. He sure is. But he gives her this diamond bracelet and does some little, you know... Gorgeous bracelet. I, too, would have taken it. So fucking pretty. It's so fucking pretty. I, too, would have taken it. But he makes this, like, slight um, limb and says something, you know, like, I know your man can't afford all this. Very corny behavior. Very Very corny. corny. Like, you can tell that nigga has a little bitty dick. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably why she left him. Uh, We then see a limb, like, on another attempt to get a job very sad they immediately they see that he's gonna fail because what he's supposed to do if he lies he gets a shovel if he tells the truth you're not gonna give him a job exactly it's very very painful and on yeah. his way from the failed job interview he does just see a mod on the street and mm-hmm. 
he picks it and up. it's like why is this 11 year old now i'm not saying that i didn't used to wander the streets when i was 11 but why is this 11 year old child who looks like he's a toddler yes. wandering the streets of chicago by himself ahmad has been around the yeah. world in i i i like this whole movie it is just I'm like where's your parents nigga where are you, what are you doing yes. take your ass in the house and i will touch on this more when we get to it but like everyone's just believing everything that this child says never checking in with the parent like it yeah is i don't know what that's about like <laughs> everyone so takes wild. this nigga at face value like he is an 11 <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was saying the whole time um but yes he picks him up in the car and they have like a cute little moment which is kind of ruined by a mod um you know just finding the glock in the glove compartment okay the gun nigga if you get pulled over for the stupidest little thing because it doesn't take exactly they're gonna find over, it immediately they're that's gonna the ask for your license and registration check. and that's the first place they're gonna I check know. you dummy you are not only a felon you are literally on parole yeah, with, a child, with a child with a child there's we're looking at we are we're looking at breaking parole. We're looking at endangering a child. We're looking at there's so many charges there's in this so one scene. Much. What the fuck was he thinking? Like, oh, this is the point of the movie where because me and Dylan just watched it together, and he goes, "See, I don't really see how having Big Mama around would have really prevented any of this." Like. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the gun's already in the glove compartment cousin Faith this is, is true like i feel for this child but true, true. she couldn't have made it better yeah it um, seems like lim was just gonna be that nigga you know <laughs> yeah he was just gonna be that guy he he's trying so hard not to be but um then we go back to the hospital and everybody is fighting about whether or not to still have sunday dinner because things are not looking great in the coma right now. Mm-hmm. And she is in that coma. My Terry thing is, like, why couldn't they maybe do, like, a Sunday brunch? Because <laughs> they got to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, church, like, how are we going mean, go to go to church Chicago, and make sure that Chicago, Chicago church is My church should be over by noon. Like, that's going to be a light lunch. Not like, a church in Chicago. To... Yeah, I don't, not, I've never been never to church mind. over let, by let, noon. Let me, let me take a step back. I'm going to take There's a step back. There's a reason they have Sunday dinner after church. Yeah. But the thing is, is they even said, like, this is a 40-year tradition. Right. Like, they've had dinner at 3 o'clock on Sundays for 40 years. And it's, like, kind of, at this point, it's, like, how do you how do you just not do that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you just can't, especially when things are so up in the air, you need some sense of normalcy. Right. And you know what is kind of wild about that to me is, like, I don't know how you guys do things. But if this was happening to anyone in my family, the food would be coming. Flowing. Flowing. Like, we already have food. Like, let's come over and eat Constantly. Because in my head, we've been doing this every day since Big Mom's been in the hospital. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hands arriving, we're all eating. Like we, yeah. ain't heard There are always people around. Like at, at right. any point, there are always going to be people, and they're always bringing food. Always. And so, because this fight gets so big between Terry and Maxine, Bird tries her best to, like, make a Sunday dinner, but is extremely poorly attended. But Bird is the one who can't cook. She can't cook, but is extremely poorly attended because we're all fighting. It's it's a very sad scene. Only the Reverend. Only the Reverend. And Uncle Pete. Of course he shows up, though. And Uncle Pete, who just shoves the food right back out. That's how you know He didn't even want that shit. Yeah. Let's talk about Uncle Pete. 
Right. Who's this, like, mystery uncle who, like, the, people tell, like, all these mythic, right. like, rumors about, and, like, he's basically legend to these kids because he doesn't come out of his room ever. Do you guys have a person in your family like that? Yes. Like My an sister. uncle Pete? Yes. I mean an older person. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I have an exact, like, Uncle Pete situation. My, at my wow. grandma's house, my grandma used to live in a big, huge three-story house over on Diamond of course. Street. Um, of before they, like, did that thing where they, like, offer old people money to, like, leave the homes they've grown up in and live oh, forever. And I it's definitely, that. like, either torn down or, like, broken up into, like, temple apartments right now. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, a gorgeous three-story house. But we never went to the third story. And they, all we knew was that there was this woman who lived up there. My aunt, my grandma would very much, like, bring up food. We never went up there. And wow. I think just because of the mystery, it was very similar. Like, because of the mystery around it, we were, like, the scary lady upstairs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. She's never done anything. But I remember once my dad, like, overhearing us talk about it and be like, you mean Mrs. So-and-so? And I said, I do not know that woman's name. I, I, said, I said, are you talking about the witch from upstairs? And he was like, the no, witch? she's a very, very nice lady. And was like, Aww. she's been living there forever. He said, y'all never been up there? I said, wow. No, yeah. But yeah, she lived up there. My grandma would, like, take care of her and, like, Give her food. That is crazy. But I, I have an, I have a, yeah, yeah no, I, I totally, we had a, oh, like, my grandma's biological mother ooh, was like great that. grandmother, yeah. Like, a great grandmother, but she, like, my, my grandma wasn't raised by her, so we, this is like, and okay. she was like this mean old lady, ooh. and we would always, like, hate to go over her house, because it mm-hmm. smelled like old lady over there, <laughs> and she would, like, hit us with her cane, if we wanted to change the channel, so we had to like watch Maya and Miguel. Oh, until my very mama much, came to yes. Pick us up. <laughs> at the <laughs> same house, at Grandma's house, only PBS. Until my mama came to pick us up, we had to watch that uh, shit. I was like, Mama, please don't make us go over there. She ain't got cable. Like, no, what are we going to? Mariah, you don't even know right now. Weeping about a weekend at Grandma's. Weeping. I said, please. Don't let Cyber Chase come on, then I know it's about to be over. Like, yes. there's no more kid programming left. That's, about no, to be, that's it, that's it. It's about oh, to be the news. Yeah. It's about to be Antique Roadshow. I might as well just go the fuck to sleep right now, because my, my night and is you know done. What? It's done. It's done. And the channel, don't you dare touch that TV. Uh-uh. Don't you? I have an aunt, like a great aunt, and she literally has always, as long as I've known her, taped her lights. So no one can touch them. <laughs> we would be sitting. We would be sitting having dinner at her house in the dark. Because we can't touch the lights. <laughs> Y'all, we can't. You, it's all, you know. It's like you go over You go over Auntie Norman Jean's house. You can't touch the light. The lights are duct taped. The only person, the only person who's allowed to take that duct tape off them lights is her son who pays the bills. Okay. And that is it. Nobody else is allowed to touch them lights. See, I got a feeling. Nobody. I got a feeling that this is his policy that he's implementing. Yeah, that's I what feel that like, makes. like to me. I, don't know. I, I would honestly ask your aunt to check and make sure she even knows the situation. Because happening. because we we were sitting in there one time at the table in the dark, just eating food. It's like daylight, but the blinds are closed. And I was like, Alexis was like, my cousin Alexis was like, why don't you just like take the tape off and turn on the light? And I said, so what, she can whoop my ass? Because if we fucked up, she would make us drink castor oil, like a, a teaspoon of 
It was I'm prison. sorry. It was prison, y'all. I was in prison. Yeah. No, yeah, you right. were in been maximum like fucking fortification. What the hell is Man, it called? I would have to drink or that. What is that other one? Like the it's like, oh my god, John something like a like a like an old person like pilgrim pilgrim. It's whatever. It was this nasty ass medicine, and she would make us drink a spoonful of it if we ever touched her life. But he came over there one day while we were eating. He's like, "Why are you eating in the dark?" And then he turned on the. <laughs> you tell us. And then he turned on the light, and I was like, "I cannot ever come back over here. This is too much. Like too much. We gotta eat in the fucking dark, G." Anyway, that's my family. Let's get back to this. <laughs> right, if you stay there for any longer than one. two days ever, you, you've been <laughs> abused a little bit. <laughs> but you've been things that, like, you were deprived. I deserve, I'm entitled to financial compensation. Uh, yeah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> look, look You're not it. wrong. You're not wrong. Great, so I'm on you know, on one of his many solo journeys around Chicago. Just like, visit, what? But visit, yes, sir. yes, he just visit, many. Right. I just want to know who at the front desk was like, oh, great, what's your name? Great, we'll just check you on in, give you a yeah. visitor sticker, send you, yeah. you know how to get there, elevator, like, what? What? Like, he goes there to visit Big Mama alone. Um, He's, like, updating her on all the chaos and the trouble in the family. They didn't have Sunday dinner. They have a like a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. getting on the bus. Because the adults are acting snitch. a fool at this. The adults are acting a fool at this point. Terry and her husband are fighting. T- Terry's husband Miles is quitting his good lawyer <laughs> job to pursue music full time. Fucking oh fucking yes. Faith is being Faith, and she can't. She she ain't got no job. She's like not paying her accompanist, so now she's just mooching off of niggas at audition. These Literally, adult yes. the adults in this movie are have lost their mind. They've lost their mind. Really, very bad. <coughs> uh, and then they have like this weird, like telepathic conversation. I don't. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? It was very um, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. It's a very okay scene of the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Then, oh, <coughs> cut to Terry and Miles. Ugh. She's like, thank you so much for the comfort. By the way, I will not be coming to see that band yet again. Yeah. Which, so, we le- yeah, we learned that she just never comes. She's really not supportive of this music thing. I'm surprised he hadn't, like, divorced her by now. Yeah, it seems right. like they don't like each other. I have They to don't say. like each other. And they don't have kids together, so I'm like, just leave. What's the point of staying? I mean, and we're making our own know. money? Like, let's just, let's just stop this. I yeah. fully agree. He can take his 31000 out that savings account. Right. Because remember, she let him know. Oh, yeah. She did. But my question is, what does the rest of the account look like? Because she said that number, but we have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, I said... I mean, it's probably... Right, much, I said, much oh, you guys have money, I was then. also going to say, in the 90s, having $31,000 in the bank In your cash, savings account. In your like, that's a decent account. chunk to have in a savings account. Yeah, Terry was just a penny-pinching ass... Yeah, for me, in the know. right nows, that would be great. That would be a great... A great I mean, right now, I would quit my, my job for that. I would quit I'm my job for that right now. Not quit your job? Yeah, I would. I would. I'll say it. I would. I would quit my job for $31,000 right now. Cash. And I'm not paying no taxes on it either. You're you going to end up right, back, right on Kenny's couch being she like, I have a job. Come find me. <laughs> come find me. 
Well, I'm not paying no tax on that shit. So I literally got a letter from the IRS the other day, and I was like, guess I'm going to be in jail by the end of the week. I don't even know what they're going to say. I just know that I'm going to prison. You said jail. (laughs) Jail. (laughs) But let's talk about his band, who Terry actually just comes to see, which is, I mean, not Terry, Faith. Right, right, right. Faith. And honestly, once I saw, I said, "Wait, Babyface and them are here. Maybe Terry should show up." Yeah, like I said, Terry it, does they, understand. This is this is a good band. They were they sounded really good too, like right because they were actual R and B singer. Because they were yes. actual R and B singer. It's fucking Casey and JoJo. Of course, they sound good, right? And you know this is arranged by Babyface. Oh, of course. You know this. You know they sound good. I just think Cousin Faith really overstepped her boundaries. Do we think, and oh, I fully agree, needs her ass beat, but do yeah. we think that this would have gone down this way if they, Terry, because she and Terry have this, like, standoff before yeah. they go, and she kind of like, because I don't know, maybe maybe I'm naive and want to see something good at Cousin Faith, I don't know, mm-hmm. but she's like, I wonder if it was maybe like a, I don't know, she does this thing where she's like reminding her of all the awful things she's done. And, yes, she did do And that. maybe Cousin Faith was on some, damn, I'm just a horrible fucking person, let me just go out here and be fucking horrible tonight. I might as well live up no, to it. No, Because no. if that's the case, I do want to maybe explore some cancer placements. <laughs> her chart has to be predominantly like air and water yeah she said this is the last time y'all gonna see the rap game you're gonna see the, <laughs> the back she said i'm a bad no. guy Chun-Li. literally <laughs> because you know terry is a capricorn you know terry is a capricorn yeah, she gives me capricorn that. vibes she's that. a capricorn in a family of air and water signs come on now mm, struggling that's yeah. true but causing mm-hmm. the struggle for herself as well. Yeah. But yeah herself, that's... she is quite a bit of the, the problem. But I will say Cousin Faith was wrong. Oh, like, my God. I just fully she... wrong, fully no, out was. of bounds. But for a lot of reasons, like, not even on some respectability shit, but, like, girl, you can't be walking around my house. You know, we're in clothes. Ahmad be here. My husband's Except, like, here. there's a, a little just... baby here. My Come husband's on. here. Like, just... if it was just me and you, like, I wouldn't give a fuck what she was wearing around this bitch. I really wouldn't. But really there, wouldn't. there are people here. Bitch, I'm married. You can't just be walking around wearing anything in my house. I right. knew they were going to fuck. I knew oh, Faith and Miles well, yeah. were going to fuck. They're at this bar. They're bonding over having big artistic dreams. And it's ugh. It's ugh. Not wanting to do their When you let a man talk about his hopes and dreams. Oh, my God. You got him. You got him. You got him. Yeah. You oh, got yeah. Literally. Cause he think all of a sudden he thinks he's so important. Cause somebody listens to me. No, she's just trying to fuck you out of spite. Yeah, and you don't even realize that because you're such an idiot. Because you think so highly of yourself that you really think that. I don't. Is she trying to fuck him out of spite though? I don't think she necessarily is. I think maybe not out of spite. Definitely out of sadness. There's this sadness in no. It's definitely out of sadness. For me, it came more so as like she feels the need to make him find her attractive, so she. Feels like well, worthy or something because yeah, I, I think it's both worthiness, but also like to secure that she will not have to leave that house at least anytime soon. Because she doesn't have anywhere to go. Exactly, right. I wouldn't be surprised if she used like her sexual. Well, yeah, energy. it says that she was wasn't yeah, she like to doing be able sex to, like, work, and then she got discovered. Right, in the, in and the, she's in, in some rap videos. Right, even yeah. though they Amma said she ain't never been in the videos I see. Well, she ain't on BT. Uh, 
I'm sure she maybe, she might, on, she might be on BET mm. after dark. You know, she might be. She might on the be TV on when you're BET asleep, after. <laughs> she might have been the one in the Nelly tip drill video. It was it was ah! Faith. It was cousin Faith's ass that got the credit card swiped in it. Oh my now God. that takes me back, bitch. Yeah. Remember yes. back in the day when they could only play South Park at eleven fifty nine p.m. because <laughs> it was like it wasn't it wasn't like made for like right was, right. It, 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 it was adult content. That's what BET After... Did you ever watch BET After Dark, Linda? No. What? I fell asleep before that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't have, like, older cousins that, like, made you no, stay up to watch the MTV. bad videos? No, for us it was Made MTV. you stay up. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. They were like, you need to be... You need to see this. I was like, what is so important about me seeing the Nelly Tip Drill video? And now it's, like, ingrained in me. <laughs> like, I'll never forget that video. Because they could play all of the stuff after there, and there was no like bleeps. It was all See, explicit. I mean, it was bleeps aside. There was straight up ass and titties and nipples and everything. Like ass, that's titties, nipples, very much fucking. Soft it was yeah. It was softcore porn. It was like a uh, yeah. uh, hashtag real sex. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, it was it was very much giving that. It was yes. very much giving that. Speaking of softcore porn, Bird okay. finds Lem. Home in the afternoon, which you know yes. is really not where you're supposed to be if you're employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really not employed and like, hours. And, and it's like, nigga, what did you like? I don't know how he thought he was not going to get caught. Right. You being like, at, at the very least, nigga, go outside of the house for Please. until after work hours. Please you're literally at home, at home, knowing at any point in time somebody could show up and find your ass. That's not exactly good thinking. exactly what happened. She obviously exactly. thinks somebody is broken in. Yes. She just finds that a slim there taking a shower. He also drops his towel, which is a very exciting moment. It's and a very exciting, even though we don't see it. We don't Just see so it. you know, we don't see it. Don't we do see not see it. it. But we can imagine. Like, I think we, mm-hmm. the three of us together, have active enough imaginations to figure out what exactly was going down in those pants. Almost over. What was I'm going sure down in those pants? Something. Because the, like, reactions were mixed for me. It was hard to... I assumed that it meant it was big, but I wasn't oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I think it was big. Yeah. I think it was big and beautiful. The way I see it, <laughs> if I had to sit through <laughs> seeing the word nigger, like, 50 times, Jeff Bezos, yeah. I should yeah. see it high five for penis. <laughs> I I want to see yeah I want to see Mikai Pfeiffer's penis I do he has to have a sex tape floating there's no way he doesn't he was a whore in the 90s <laughs> he was an <laughs> remember he was the video vixen in the boy's mind I do. what I do I do he was, he, there's no way this penis isn't on the internet I'm gonna find it listeners it doesn't hold up I'm on the case I did I did um, but yes, yeah, so finally he has to confess that he has lost his job. Bird is obviously and very reasonably upset about the lies. Because you fucking lied. Like, just tell me. Like, I get it. The situation. I know that I'm marrying someone who is a felon. I understand that this yes. could be a part of the situation. Just let me know because this is exactly. off to a good start with the lying. She then makes a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad decision. Yeah, I think this was the worst choice she could have made, yeah. considering. She makes a deal with the light-skinned devil, Simulow, yes. and basically, you know, butters him up and tries to convince him to get Lem a job at one of his many businesses that he is a part of for some reason, somehow. And it's like, how do you... Uh, what what happened? What, what was the exchange? 
that mm-hmm. happened in order for that to go down. Like, what right. did she it's, say? The optics are all very not great. That There's nothing that she could have said that wouldn't be, I think, crossing boundaries. Right. I mean, I mean, just that she could have offered. Just going to somebody like outside of your marriage, talking about the financial whatevers or whatever, like talking to someone who's actively been trying to, to like get you right, like maybe, and that you know what. I hate to do this, but it's it's really fucked, Terry, because I should really be able to feel comfortable asking my sister for some help, but exactly. I don't, Literally. she makes us feel shitty, so now I'm out here. <laughs> Hi, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost. That's it's a me. Thing. Let me just say that that is me all day long. I know that I live Camille, you're being person. robbed currently. I, do you want to... So sorry, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, it literally does not. But yes, like, very much a horrible decision. I just think, like, could you have made a worse decision than fucking asking your ex-boyfriend who's still up in love with you that has a better job than your husband to get your husband a low-paying job at his company? And then, and, but the thing about it, too, is why would he then, knowing this situation, go and tell him? Because he's bad! I'm just... Because he's a bad, bad, bad man. And that was what was always going to happen. You I know? was just like, this is meant for disaster. Yes. This is, like, it's headed also, toward too, there. also, too, like, why would you even want to owe that man no, anything? Like, I'd like, rather go down to Sally Mae and ask for a personal loan exactly. from her devil ass Truly, than ever, like, ever, ever go back to an ex. A slimy ex at that. And then it's, like, more lies between us, right? Like, why yeah. go through all of the theatrics of making it seem like... Like, Kenny got me the job, and then... And then not even confirming this story with everyone. So no, no. one is on the same page. Exactly, like, no one is on the same page. I want to know what that was like. Like, where did the Kenny thing come? Like, did you have to pay Kenny to make a call? Like, I'm just so... I want to know more. There's about no this. way Kenny even knew this was happening. that, and then, you know, trying to use your pussy as a diversion. I get it. I've been there, but girl, not today. Sure. Not right now. We all have. Not right now. It's just, it's, it's all bad. It's all and then, of course, bad. of course he freaks out. Like, I knew that was going to happen. Right. I like, knew that was going to happen. Like, all it would have taken was for the realization itself, but the fact that he, Samuel, had to come in there and be disrespectful. And yeah, like, talk s- about- finds him in the fucking cafeteria and just starts talking down to him. Yeah. What the fuck is the point of that? Like, you get it. Oh, and she still doesn't love you. Like it's never gonna happen. Nope. So does this make and you now feel you're any just better? Sure that it's actually never going to happen. Exactly. Right. And and then on top of that, your ass got smacked with a lunch tray. So how do you feel now? Embarrassed. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you, your dumbass. He smacked the shit out of that nigga with that lunch tray. As he should. As Hell he should. yeah. Hell yeah. He deserved that shit. He uh, really. And did. this is really just starts the domino effect of horrible, horrible things because Lem obviously he goes into the salon comes in all big and bad and mad breaking the damn glass door breaking the glass door right I was like oh no this nigga is about to hit her murder I was very scared yeah I was, I was very, very scared. scared in retrospect knowing that he does not end up causing her any physical harm it is now kind of hot that he came in and broke the door. I'm going to just say it. <laughs> now that I know that it turns out Camille. okay. Camille. 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 I see you. I see Camille. you. I see you. Camille. Camille. 
Camille. Camille. Camille. Oh my Camille. god. Okay. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got Camille. hurt. Nobody got hurt. Camille. Everyone in this shop is traumatized. They can hear the they can hear this fight happening. She's screaming and it's crying. Not it's not great. She's yelling and screaming. What the fuck? It's, it's like this is the last thing we need right now. See, because I understand where Camille's coming from. I love love. I very much like when a man puts me in my place, when I ask for it specifically, and when I allow it. But don't do it in front of everybody else like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want all Don't come to my job. Don't, and then... Don't ever come to me in public as a person. Don't come to me in public. See, in the bedroom, I will invite that any day of the week. But But not when our clothes are still on. No, 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 no. Not in public. Right. Not in front of my employees. No, now we have a problem. Yeah. Now it's now it's curtains for your ass. Now you gonna pay for that window that you just broke. Yeah. With what money? He has no job. He doesn't have a job. Because he, no he just lost it. He just lost another one. <laughs> it's also, she, he should be happy that City Well's not personally charged. It's it's not a good situation, I know. It's not. I know. And also nothing makes me laugh more than a man like raising his voice and like like that shit to me. Yeah, I see it and I start laughing and that makes them matter. And it, yeah, I just because I just think it's absurd that you really think that this is how you're gonna get through to me doing all this. That is not right. You got the wrong one today. That's no, not. Absolutely. I'm not gonna respond oh, to that. To me, yeah, I'm no. just looking at a tantrum, and mm-hmm. that's hilarious to me. And I don't, I don't do tantrums. Me, I've I don't respond that. to that shit at all. You get nothing from me. The way I would have walked out halfway me. through. Yeah, I said yeah. not in my establishment, not in my business that I own. You need to go. Yeah. Yeah, yes. and um, he does. He, he goes does straight go to the fucking bar. And gets very I feel like drunk. at this point, Terry does a very black thing. Ooh, oh, well, Bec- the because thing that I, the thing that I was like waiting for somebody to do. She calls. Yeah. She says, "Cousin Blim, that cousin." I know we don't talk all the time, <laughs> but I'm going to need you to unfortunately. Uh, apply some pressure in a very physically violent Whoop way. Whoop this nigga's ass. Because and this nigga said, this nigga said, say less. I'm on my way. He didn't ask no questions. He, he said, where this nigga zero at? questions. He said, where this nigga zero at? Zero questions. Where this nigga Say less. Pulled up with two niggas at that. Like, so you just had niggas on deck ready to go be somebody at. And I can't think of anything that reminds me more Chicago. <laughs> Niggas is always looking to be somebody that like come. It's like say less. What do you yeah. mean? Let's go do that right now. We'll handle it. And that's exactly what, what happened. But that's let exactly just, what happened. But let's not count on our boy Lim because in another oh no 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 he he ain't no bitch. He ain't going. Another extreme hotness. He basically beats up everybody in the everybody. bar. That and then does the, does the stupidest, smartest thing I've ever seen and pulls out a gun on the one oh, who is God. genuinely too big and scary to take on yourself. So I get it. <laughs> but the but beatdown may have been worse fucking... than oh, not this in public thing. in front of everybody. In, fr- in a fucking bar. Right. Where they know these niggas. Where they they called. The fucking bartender yeah. knew him by name. You're, you're literally oh, in the so bar. From, you're in the bar from Cheers, doing way too much. Everybody doing knows way too much. Everybody knows you. Y'all could have at least took that shit outside. Yeah. Took it to yeah, the alley. Everybody knows you've been to jail. Like all your tea is out on the street, constantly. I'm sure on, everybody man. knows that by this time, everybody knows that you was in the in the salon causing a ruckus. Like not not the best, not the best move. 
we obviously get arrested for this. It's very sad. Ahmad sees the whole thing because what does it, Ahmad see? I just like, why is this child always around? And where's what Kelly? are bedtime hours? Where's what Kelly? are bedtime hours? Truly. Exactly. Kelly, Kelly is minding her damn business. Kelly True. is minding her Looking damn business. Cute. That baby, that baby is being cute and minding her business. She's ready for Sunday dinner. That's it. And of course, Bird is pregnant. Of course, this nigga goes to jail and she finds out she's pregnant. So Big Mama was right. Yep. Which is, imagine a worse situation. I just, I can't be pregnant and you're gone and it's... And your sister is the one who got this nigga sent to jail! That'd be heartbreaking. Bitch. I'm not heartbreaking. You will find that baby on your doorstep. Like as soon as we can bring it home, because we're about to co-parent. <laughs> since you wanted to get the get the cops yeah. involved into my life, yeah, yes. yeah, you want to be responsible. You're gonna be responsible about this motherfucker, okay? As soon as it pops out. Exactly. So basically, all of the fucking adults have lost their mind. <laughs> like every adult in this movie, it fell apart so fucking fast, so quickly. You're telling me Big Mama was that much of a glue to this family that y'all absolutely have no common sense. Which I mean takes us back to what was what I said earlier, which is I don't know if her being here <laughs> would have done that much. Because like, they acting a fool. I do not know. After this, we get to is it the sex? Oh yeah, this is Act Three. We're getting to the sex. Well, actually, the audition of it all. Oh, oh, fuck right. Oh, fuck right. That audition was clearly foreplay. This fucking... (laughs) Like, she was, like, teasing this nigga as he's playing that piano. He ain't even that cute. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm gonna say it right now. He wasn't really doing it for me. He wasn't doing it for me. He wasn't doing it for nobody. Absolutely. It was the lying for me. Yeah, it it was too much. Um, but yes, they go. She needs help with this audition. Miles plays the, uses his talent to play the piano. And, and why does she need help with this audition? Because she's broke as fuck. Mm-hmm. And, and can't find an actual accompanist. And can't find an accompanist. My question is, how come she didn't just have a fucking tape? I don't understand. Yeah, he's it's playing a song that exists in the world, yeah. I know they make them. I know they make tapes, <laughs> Cousin make Faith. Them. I know they like, make <laughs> What's the tea? What's happening? What are you doing? So they do this little foreplay, this whatnot, whatever. And then they go back to the house. And yeah, so they go back to the house. They start talking. Again, back to my original point. If you let a man talk about his dreams and not make him feel crazy, you have him in the bag. And that's exactly what happens. They start kissing all up on each other. Then they start having sex. And then Terry comes home with Ahmed, which like, where? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not. What the hell did you just go? I... <laughs> It's Chicago. <laughs> I am operating on such little sleep right now. <laughs> so she walks over to that and I'm like, this kid is fucking everywhere. Like, how come the kid's siblings aren't also with him exactly. at all times? I think they've him? divided. I think they've spread the siblings out. So the siblings are staying at several mm. houses. And Ahmad likes to stay at Terry's house because that's where all the amenities is at. And when you're 11, oh, what else is fun except amenities? <laughs> These so niggas have a steak for dinner. I, I want to go to Terry's house too. Bitch, I want to go there right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So they walk in and 
first of all, I need to understand what the fucking floor plan of is this house. Yeah, they it walk make in, sense to me. They walk up the stairs, and then they're outside, and then they look into their upstairs into, into studio the something space that, yeah, from a studio. And it's like, where the fuck do they live? Exactly. It makes no sense. I'm like, what are we in? The Guna Beach? Like, make it make sense. Yeah. I have confusion. But they're so, in, in doing all that, they're fucking... And and she sees them in a literal glass box. They're fucking in a Literally. glass box. She sees them. Luckily, before Ahmad, Ahmad, yeah. and I need that help. I need that help. Luckily, before Ahmad sees, and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna go back to your house." And he's like, "Why?" And she's like, "We're going back to your fucking house." And he's like, "Oh, she's like, we're leaving." And <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> Because oh. they literally didn't even notice her seeing them. Just right. He's just thrusting away inside of Faith. Yeah. Not... I said, now, bitch, the mm-hmm. way I would have oh, yeah. burst in there. Yeah. I would have seen some seen things today, unfortunately. He because... would have oh, yeah. been a witness to some shit. Because, oh, no, it would have went down. It would have oh, went down. absolutely. I would have so been like Lim thing... beating up all of them niggas. Like, it. Everybody need an ass whooping. I'm handing them out, baby. Oh, it's, uh, no. of course. Of course. And I'm not saying either of them are in the right. I'm just saying I think it's important that we take note of how the sex ended because Miles looks horrified well, yeah. and Faith looks very defeated. Like, yeah. this has happened many times before. And I Probably. felt really bad for Faith in that moment, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like that shock also was like, no condom. We've obviously just, Ooh. we just went, we just, you know, we fully done it. And that was the part that made me actually pissed off. You're not, you're not getting your nut too. Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. No one's coming in here who doesn't pay bills. I absolutely. That's the truth. Ain't that the truth? I'm going to break yep. this up right now. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Expeditious. It, it was Faith really sad to see. It was sad mm-hmm. watching her just like. Truly, just push her little body against him, like yeah, girl. No. It's like, girl, you don't want to do this. You don't want it like And that, I can yeah. tell you don't want to do this, but you can't. She can't stop herself. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's and so that's sad. the sad part. Yeah. So then now we did a complete tonal shift, and we go to what's the sister's name again? Kenny oh, and shit. Maxine. Yep, they're celebrating their 11th anniversary, which fucking sucks for Terry. For yeah, that's quite an unfortunate ooh. like coincidence that they oh, happen. Yeah. Ooh, and she so then, ooh, ooh, ooh. So they're partying, having a good time. Kenny and her husband are, you know, grinding up on the dance floor about to make another baby. Lots that's of like, love in the air, fun, sunshine. And Terry's over there in the kitchen crying for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. For good fucking reason. So yeah. And then I forget exactly how it comes up, but they're all in the kitchen. Because and then... it was Maxine who said, get everybody mm-hmm. to the kitchen because we have to discuss Big Mama's medical bills. Oh, like, yeah. we have to discuss how to pay it. Um, but she was so like. So they're discussing how to pay that. And, and basically. Like, oh, we'll pay, the, we'll sell the house. Yeah, and like, what the fuck, you can't sell the house? Also, Uncle Pete, question mark? Like, he just is not in any of this consideration at all. Yeah. In any capacity. But Terry's like, we gotta sell the house. And they're like, no, we're not gonna sell the house. But they're still expecting Terry to somehow pay for it's all like, that. It's like, how do you fucking volunteer me to pay for everything? Like, literally. Every single time they volunteer her to pay yeah. for everything. So I understand that Terry gets upset. And then it builds up and builds up. And next thing you know, she pulls out a knife. 
This is probably my favorite, oh, one of my yeah. favorite scenes in like movie history. Because oh, yeah. this is one that I have like, I just relive this all the time because like, I get it. At the time, I didn't get it. Like, but now I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I too would chase, chase a nigga yeah. around. The, just, just, just like, cause, cause are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yep. In no. my house with my cousin, mm. knowing my history with my sister and my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So I too would have done exactly what she did. Yeah. And I don't need to, yeah. I don't I'm need happy to stab her you, but you will be running away in fear of this knife. Like I will want yeah. you to, to, I need you to understand that I could stab you and that I might. Yeah. 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 Understandable, understandable. So she pulls out a knife on him and, like, chases him around this party, around, like, friends that we've never seen before in this movie, too. Like, random-ass people. Yeah, they're she just is chasing, chasing him around with a knife. Luckily, um, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, Kenny's husband, like, manages to get the knife out of her hand, and she just breaks down. She yeah. just completely breaks down. Everyone's she just did. exhausted at that point, and... You can really tell that this is one of the most climactic points in the movie because the fact that Terry, who has had to keep her cool the entire time, absolutely loses it to the point that she pulls a knife out on her husband. Yeah. yeah that little boy said, Big Mama, like I one... gotta go to your bedside again. She <laughs> said, Big Mama, please! Big Mama, we need you! <laughs> I come to you in my time. I need Big Mama. <laughs> she knew. She, she knew. And she woke up. She said... <laughs> let there be light and no, no 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 she woke up and it was so cute so she I'm woke like, up and it was cute and she's like i could tell you're always by my side and i need you to oh, do one more thing I just for me love and then just starts coughing and then and the die. doctors rush in and she dies. <laughs> it's so sad but uh, well, the part that i love is like that ahmad was the last person that she saw and the last person that she talked to and clearly the person she just is like obsessed with this little boy and he's obsessed with her and so it's i just love that he got i mean it sucks but i love that he got to say goodbye to this person who's like the most important person in his life this way that he got to be the last person to talk to her it was really sad though that she just died i mean we saw it coming but it sucks though that she just died yeah, and we didn't even figure out what the hell she was trying to say. I was irritated by that. I was yeah. like, can someone get her some water? Like, clearly Please. her tongue is dry. Please! That's probably really what she needs right now. Granted, she did legit pass away. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have the funeral. Mm-hmm. Everyone's crying. And then Kenny shows up to the house, Big Mama's house. Finds out Terry probably listed that shit on the market within 24 hours. Yeah. She didn't even wait. She didn't even wait. Right. So she walks into the house, but no one's in the house. So I'm like, why are you in the house? But when she walks in, Uncle Pete is sitting at the table. Yeah, that's Maxine. Is Maxine who's like with the, yeah, with Uncle Pete. Because Uncle Pete, the thing that like tripped me out is Uncle Pete's there. He's clearly hasn't come out of his room in years. Yeah. But I bet you that nigga was hungry. And he had to come downstairs like, where everybody at? Because <laughs> clearly he's yep. not all there. Right. You know, yeah, like, he not. can't tell. He doesn't know what year it is. He he confuses, even, he confuses Maxine, Maxine for Big, for Big Mama. Mama. But probably because they look a lot alike right. of, like, when she was younger. So he's just like, oh, you have to take care of me. Which is, like, very much a thing in my family. It's like, 
you have to take care of your siblings even when they're not together, even in their old age, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've seen that quite a bit. So I understood where it was coming from. My thing is, why wasn't he at the funeral? Where I who, really, they really forgot about this nigga. nigga. They fully forgot that this man existed for most of the movie until it was convenient again. Why wasn't he at the funeral? Where was he this whole time? Has anybody been feeding him? Right. I'm Literally. very confused about what's happening with Uncle Pete because this nigga is confused. He was so confused and hungry that he came out of his room into the dining room like, where everybody at? <laughs> really where these niggas at? Where these niggas at? Literally. So he's at the table. I really like this scene with Uncle Pete and the way that Maxine is just like, period, I'm going to take care of you from now on. Like, not even a question about it. Yeah. Maxine is just... I aspire to be her, minus the getting pregnant part. Yeah. Just exuding love and always just being mm-hmm. ready to help yeah. out who needs help, you know? I really yeah. like that about her. Yeah, so, she definitely probably takes after Big Mama in that way. Okay. And I can totally see that. Oh, yeah. So now the girls are all at dinner together. Terry is obviously upset, and she doesn't want to talk about what happened. And Maxine announces to her that she created a cease and desist order to prevent yeah. her from selling the house. Yeah. Thank God. And right. she said, fine, and gets up off out of the table and out of the restaurant without a second thought. Yeah. Without a second it's like, oh, thought. It's like, oh, we're officially not talking. Yeah. And my yeah. mom and her siblings have been in that phase many points in time. I actually never know where they stand. It's like, oh, so can we, are we talking to her today? Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Like, and she's like, oh, we're not talking. Very and I'm not. like, y'all always not talking. Yeah. <laughs> always. Except for when y'all talking. So I just can't. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. exactly. So then the younger sister, what's her name? Why am I blanking on everybody's names all of a sudden? Bird is the youngest Bird one. is like, I need to go to the bathroom. And Maxine that. follows her and mm-hmm. is like, bitch, I know you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. You're the fish. Point blank, mm-hmm. period. She's crying because Lem is in prison. Right. Her life is falling apart. She doesn't right. know what she's going to do. Right. And obviously it doesn't help that Terry is now no longer talking to them. And Maxine mm-hmm. gives a good speech and I guess gets her back into good graces. I really stopped right. paying attention to this part. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of boring. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So then Terry does kind of a nice thing to do, especially in her state, because if that, like, if I was her, I would let everything burn. But she right. makes a big favor with a friend at the DA's office to let Lem out without telling anybody so far, which yeah. would have been great if she actually didn't tell anybody during the course of this movie. But we'll right. get to that later as well. Mm-hmm. So then now, Ahmad is like. It's going around lying to everybody that he found lying to money. every single person. Because he tells his mom that he wants a like soccer championship celebration that happens Sunday to be on dinner. Sunday. Yeah. So she does it. She obviously is like, he's up to something, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. question him too much because it's just fucking dinner. What could he be telling people? And he's right. going to every single one of these bitches in the family. And it's like, and again, like, how are you getting around like this, little boy? It makes no Why sense. Why is he hanging out with Miles in the studio? You? Yes. I don't understand why anybody trusts anything an 11 year old child says. And I understand he's how it's I have such a large sum of money. If you could help me figure out how to do it, I'll give you a cut. And I'm like, you and let nothing. me tell you this. Let me tell he's you 11. this. If at 11 years old, I had $20, my mama knew about it. <laughs> exactly. And she and she and she took it to hold. And I ended up only having five dollars exactly. exactly. or zero. Ain't no motherfucking way I could ever have money if I was 11 years old and my mama didn't know about it. It was her money. 
And it was hers. He's talking about a it large sum of money. Like, I don't know, the oh, second a mom left my house, I would be like, hey, Maxine, and girl, I know we're not talking right that, now, but. That's mine. Like, a you just mama? Yeah, a mom just left here. He obviously came here alone. He left alone because yeah. I'm a horrible family member. Um, But he is talking about money. Yeah. <laughs> And a very large sum of money. Um, would you happen to know anything about that? <laughs> exactly. Uh, would so you happen to know Mama entrusted this eleven-year-old child with thousands and thousands of dollars? And thousands of dollars. He says he has it in his on his person. Should I have let him go home alone? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like that, no one questions so this child. Wild. Not a and single person all questions. Show up. Calls the mom, and they all show up. But they're like, "What is all this?" And he's like, "It's Sunday dinner." What did you expect? Right, he's like, eleven. This, this child didn't know. He didn't know. Like oh when adults God. hold grudges, baby. Oh, and they do. Adults so, hold grudges, baby. They all show up for this dinner, and Terry and the sisters are in the kitchen cooking, not saying a damn word. But I guess it's them, like consolidating all right. of their differences yeah like it's like their makeup like they just are like oh we're good we're just gonna go back to doing what we used to do right exactly like having Sunday silence. dinner yeah and then miles shows up and i'm like why are you showing up to big mama's house Girl. after you just had sex and you're now soon to be i guess ex-wife just pulled a knife out of you yeah at an there's anniversary no party way. like there's why no would he even entertain the idea of thousands of dollars with this child. Ain't he a lawyer? Ain't he got enough money? Ain't he got $31,000 yeah. in the bank? Yeah. And his savings account, he has 31000 So who knows how much he has in his checking account. The Let fact is, is that you sense. could never... The, ch- the fact is that you could never convince me after I cheated on my wife with her cousin to show up <laughs> for Sunday dinner. Exactly. No. What? What? So is, what be going anywhere. through niggas' minds? Was, what be going through niggas' minds? other people there. Why are you surprised? This is a child. Did you think this child just showed up there by himself? What is going on with these people? I don't understand. I don't understand. Nobody has any idea what's going on. Nobody does. And yet the reverend still shows up for Sunday dinner. And it's like, how did, I mean, I knew that nigga was going to be there. He he probably had just been showing up every Sunday just to see. Like he didn't even he know was what dinner was happening. Ain't nobody called his ass. Dinner, and it was just her and her husband and him. Nobody. Ain't else. nobody. Ain't nobody called his ass. He just showed up. He just happened to show up. Mm-hmm. So they're all having dinner in complete silence, and then the drama starts. I forget whose drama starts first, but Terry. Oh, it's because Lem shows up because he's out of jail yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know how I got out. I just, I guess I'm lucky. And now he also has a job. But then Terry decides to open her big mouth because she can't do anything without, for some reason, like wanting she full attention that she did credit that. and attention. It's very sad, yes. It is very sad. But she like lets it be known that she's the one that called the DA's office. I guess hoping for kudos, and all they do is fucking curse her out. Because they, <laughs> as they should. Because they should. This shit in the first place. Yeah, bitch. You mean you want me to like you stick a knife in six inches? I'm supposed to thank you for taking it out three. I was in jail, bitch, and it was your fault. Right, and, and then, you had to and do then it doesn't hurt that. Why did it take so yeah. long? Yeah, you let me out of jail. Bitch, you could have called him this favor weeks ago. Weeks ago, <laughs> you tell me I could have got out of prison immediately. Oh, bitch, no. I missed that. And then to make matters worse, 
Exactly. Bird then goes, instead of worrying about my marriage, why don't you worry about your husband, that fuck Faith? And Faith is like, oh, Lord, let me get out of here quickly. <laughs> yep. gonna make my plane go. She said, exactly. that's my exit. I didn't have my fried fish. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave. Then, yes. And Maxine is like, no, 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 no. She's always running away. You sit. We're gonna figure this out now. And they start hashing out their entire marriage in front of the three children that Maxine has at the table. Yeah. And the pastor. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. the pastor is quiet, not giving any biblical about <laughs> giving, marriage, just forgiveness, just eat, no being guidance. together, community. He, he, he said, I'm off eating. the clock. He said, I'm off the clock. That <laughs> probably, my knew they, probably knew they shouldn't have been together when he married him. Like, exactly. Not. He said, oh, I'm absolutely. here to eat, baby. I can't do nothing about that. That's <laughs> the, give it to God. Give it to God. That's not up to him. <laughs> it's not up to him. So, somehow they come to some sort of agreement, but... We find out later that they actually end up not together, um, specifically the point Terry is and her husband, which makes that sense. The, the sad thing about this like whole thing is that Ahmad, being a dumbass 11-year-old who mm. shouldn't be in the kitchen unsupervised. Why is the stove on when no one else is when in the kitchen? When no one is in the kitchen, why that is there was a my fire? Question. The fire is burning on the stove. There's nothing on. There's no pot on it. Yeah. And Ahmad, yeah. dumbass 11-year-old that he is, throws the towel onto the stove. Yeah. I feel stove. like at five or six, I knew not to do that. Listen, he was jumping Maybe around, was though, because he could tell he was in trouble the way his mom called him into the next room to ask him about Ooh, that lump sum of yeah. money that he kept talking about to everybody. Yeah, he was in trouble, and he could hear it in her voice. He's getting an ass whooping. Absolutely. I want to know who brought it up. Like, I want to know who brought up this It was... Money. I think it might have been, like, Bird or something. Yeah. Like, oh, no, because I think Terry might have been like, Miles, why are you even here? Right, 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 right. And then he was like, Ahmad told me he had all this money. And then she was like, Money? <laughs> Nigga, ain't nobody got no. Believe me, if there was some money, I would have known about it. Now, the why first... would you get any of it? And I cannot imagine why that nigga would show up thinking he was getting a a penny, a cut in a any penny, capacity. A penny. You're not even in his family no more, nigga. So Literally basically, Ahmad burns down the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all <laughs> are doing much. a group effort with Lem's dumbass decides to pour water on a grease fire. And it's it like, why would you do that? And then finally, oh. Terry and somebody else get the sense to get the fire extinguishers. And it's right. like, they put out the fire. And they're all standing in the kitchen like, oh my gosh, that was traumatic. And then in walks Uncle Pete with a big ass TV full of cash. And you know that he knew there was a fire because he brought the TV down. So Pete had to have known that the money was in there the whole time. Oh, because yeah, that true. was the one thing in the fire that he chose to save. True. Was yeah. that TV full of money. I mean, come on. You know that they weren't going to ask him. No one asked no, him up until then. Because nobody ever went in his room. They nobody was him. ever going to find out that he had that money. Didn't even need to be all up in the TV. Like, we literally don't go in that room. <laughs> it could have just exactly. been like, you could have had that shit spread out on the bed. No one would have known. Suitcase. No one would have known. It could have just box. been stacked up. At, at, no one would have known because they never even opened the door to give him his food. They sit it outside the door and they knock on the door. Then they and walk then he, away. And There's, then he scoops it up with his little cane. Nobody would have known that he had that money. But they did, in fact find out that he had the money and the money was real and not a myth. Mm-hmm. And that's just so crazy to me that she just had all this money stashed away because she couldn't trust her husband. So she had to hide money from him. Listen, which is a whole money, other thing. Yeah, listen, right. tuck away money, I firmly believe. Which is a whole well, He's got to have at least your own separate account in your own name with a decent amount that, of cash okay. so that if you need to get out quick, 
Sure. You can get out quickly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand having to be in a situation like that, but I know what happens. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I feel you, you know, I support <laughs> you. But it's just, it's, uh, but you. I think, I think the way that it ends is like beautiful because, you know, they, 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 they kind of describe like cooking as a way of yes. expressing love for one another, which I also feel is something that is very black. You know, oh. I feel like this film ended on like the blackest way possible. They're all out picking fresh like vegetables out of the garden for Sunday mm-hmm. dinner. And you know, the family's like back together and even Miles is allowed to come back around for some reason. Yeah, I don't for know. some reason he come back around and have Sunday dinner for whatever the fuck reason he's allowed like, to do that. He's not. God, sorry, I don't know what the fuck is up with me, but like he's not your husband no more. He does yeah. not need to come around, and I'm sure mm-hmm. most of the people in your family don't even like him. Don't even like him, and probably never liked him. Besides cousin. Jamie. But yeah, yeah, that's that's how the film ends. Like, and I just so then asking the million dollar question of mm-hmm. does it hold up here i'll go first because yes. this is this is my okay. pick this is my film this, um, is, this is this is my hometown this is my this is my home um i think absolutely one thousand percent this film holds up i think it's just such a a beautiful but also real testament to what i what my experience growing up in a black family has been like and I just think I love the way that they equate food with love because in my life and in my family that's something that has always held true and I just everything about this film just radiates comfort and reminds me of home and reminds me of people that I know and I think it's just so beautiful to be able to see in a film about black people where we don't have to do anything but just be our actual self you know what I yeah. mean? And it just feels like a very slice of life because shit like this happens all the time. And I just, I really appreciate it for what it is. So in my opinion, this absolutely does hold up. But this is my millionth time watching this. <laughs> yeah, it's enough. Camille, do you want to go next? Go ahead, Lyndon. I'm so, just so curious. Yeah, this so, is your first time like... watching this film. First time watching Soul Food. Yeah, I'm going to say it holds up specifically for this one reason. And this is something that not even just black movies but movies with this many characters with this many plot lines go Mm -hmm. wrong i feel like other than maxine but you know she was she was doing her thing she was raising babies and shit but i was able to follow along and understand every single storyline down to a t and not Mm -hmm. question it yeah and that is very rare i enjoyed the tea i enjoyed uncle pete yes it was very entertaining (laughs) luckily there wasn't as much colorism in comparison with a lot of other movies from the 90s in this time other than you know the light-skinned villain yes um but other than that we applaud the light-skinned villain though we did we encourage it I had a great time. I'm gonna say it does hold up. I enjoyed really it. I didn't glad. really cringe at anything that much in this movie. I'm too. really glad. Yeah, that's amazing. Good. And Camille? Yeah, I agree with you both. I really do think it holds up. I love every I just love this black family and I love how authentic they all feel. And I think the acting mm-hmm. in this is really great. The cast is so No, I think it's phenomenal. So good. And it's like just as entertaining today as it I always remember it being. I never had a bad time. And just like Lyndon, like I want to really shout out the like the way this story is told is told really efficiently. 
and really exactly. well. I, I love Act 1 of this movie so much. We get so mm-hmm. much exposition, but they show you yeah. just enough of everything, not too much of anything. Right. And I really think it just flows really well. It's just a great movie. Yeah. I love Soul Food. I'm kind of tempted to Soul like Food. watch the like show now. Right. I wonder if it's like, streaming anywhere. Because I now. don't remember much of the show at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode yes. of Does It Hold Up? And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up? Brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D-H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At, and The Blacklist, and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.